When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. One of the things that actually like spurred this idea of traveling was my one of my best friends asked me like, two and a half years ago before I started doing any of this is what's your daily happiness? This is when I was still in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I told him three out of 10. And to me, that was such a normal thing to say, like three out of 10, that's my average, like that's normal. And he was just like, dude, let's sit down. We sat down on the curb and he's like, dude, that's like suicidal, like potentially on the path to suicide. Yeah, why keep going? Yeah. Yeah. What's up everybody. Welcome. Ooh. We got a special guest, Jesse. Founder of Simple Pickup, founder of Jump Cut, and now founder of new company, Endless Options. Mm-hmm. We'll get into all that. We were just talking about something, though, that I thought was interesting. You said the term pickup artist makes your teeth itch. You hate You hate being called it. But you started a company called Simple Pickup. <laughs> yes. Do, yes. You re- do you regret starting a company called Simple Pickup? No, no. I don't regret it. Um, I do think that the name for the time was very, like, catchy and, like, easy to sure. remember. But the term pickup artist just has so much baggage to it that I haven't even personally said it myself, like, on purpose for years. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually when someone else brings it up, I'm like, okay, yep, yep, yep. yep. It's like do, Voldemort. Yeah. Did, did you worry when you started the company that labeling yourself a pickup artist would come back to bite you if you no, needed a job or anything no, like that? Not at all. This was, this was in 2011. So mm-hmm. this was a long time ago. And at that time... I was, I don't know, how old was, how old was I, 30, like 21 at the time. (laughs) And I just was like a kid that was super anxious and didn't know how to talk to women. And so for me, doing something called pickup was just like a cool thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Essentially just socializing. And then later these negative stigmas got attached, attached to the word pickup because people were genuinely creepy and doing weird shit. And then it became like this very taboo thing when initially it was something that was seen as just like this self-empowering type of movement. Um, no, I remember, so, dude. Yeah. When we, when I encountered it, I it's shattered my worldview mm-hmm. because I was thinking that okay, uh, the person I'm going to marry is going to be directly related to my looks and my income, and mm-hmm. maybe how much I go to the gym. Yep. And the idea that the interaction, the, the words, the conversation, the the unfolding of my personality could affect who I socialized with totally, totally. <laughs> was insane. Yeah. 
Do you remember the first time that you actually like heard about it? Like yes. it happened? I so <laughs> I uh, I was I don't know, 18, 19, 20, whatever around yeah. that age. Uh, was on a Tucker Max message board and oh, they were Max. talking about books and there were two of them that I both got. One was Genghis Khan and then the other guy recommended this book called The Game. Yeah. And I wasn't going to get it but the next post was like, that book is too dangerous for most men. We can't, yeah, <laughs> cannot yeah, yeah. be let out. I was like, sold! <laughs> so I went to the store and it's it looks like a Bible mm-hmm. and so it was, it was I picked it up I was like, what is this? And I swear to gosh, I'm, I swear to gosh, I'm do, clearly on a podcast. <laughs> I go to check out and I don't talk to women ever at this stage of yeah. my life. And the girl behind me in line is cute. And she goes, what are you reading? <laughs> I'm like, nothing. <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at my shame. But uh, so then I remember I read it. I was in the same way that you were. I now reflecting back i can see that these guys were using uh top gun terminology to describe women yep. and it was goofy yep. and then top hats and there was so much extraneous unnecessary they were lying to start conversations yeah, yeah. but the core idea that you could change your results with women was fascinating so i told ben ben's like this is lame yep <laughs> super against it these that was guys first so you read the book and you were like no no charlie told me about it okay I went, okay no. This, this is, is lame. Stupid. Yeah. And I said, just just try this, okay? One of the things we were going to go out, we were probably 20 years old. Yeah. We were in London. And I said, just try this. One of the things that it says in the book is if, if you have a conversation with someone and, and they're being rude or mean to you or they say, why are you talking to me? You could say, I don't know, but my mom thinks I'm special. That yeah. was it. Yeah, yeah. And so Ben goes out. He <laughs> yeah. talks to these English girls. They're not having it. And at one moment, he's like, uh, I don't know, but my mom thinks I'm special. And they burst into laughter. And from that moment on, Ben was like, I can I have <laughs> control over how it was this magical. Happened? It was yeah. truly a magical moment. Because yeah. prior to that, my strategy with women had been to try to get as big as possible in the gym and then get really drunk yeah. and hope that my near blackout personality would somehow be charming. Yeah. And so this was the first time I had purposefully said something clever. And it just went over so... We're very lucky it went over so well. Because from that point on, I was like, oh my God. I must learn how to be charismatic. <laughs> That's what it is, is you're learning how to be charismatic and you're learning how to step out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like, good things with it. I, I was personally super, super suicidal growing up. I would uh, think about killing myself like 10 times an hour, literally. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, how old? Since the age of 12. Wow. All the way till 20. It was just like super, super suicidal. And it was mainly because I thought that the cards that I was dealt in life were just, that's it. And I, I was on a certain path based on um, me. Like I was really overweight. I had terrible acne. I had crippling social anxiety to the point where I would I couldn't even go to the grocery store because my hands would be trembling and my heart would be racing. Yeah. I didn't want to talk to the employee, you know? And so once I learned about pickup, I, I, it was basically like this light bulb that went off in my head where... I realized I could actually change these things if I worked towards it. I could change and be more charismatic and more social. And that's, that saved my life. And I know a lot of guys, like with Symbol Pickup, we got thousands of messages from men saying the same thing. Just like, I was super suicidal um, or I was very depressed or whatever. And I learned about this through your channel and it just like completely changed my life. And, and so... And you think it ties to the at least with you was it the inability to connect with people what do you think was driving it was were you being bullied mm-hmm. or teased or was yeah, it family I was, or was it I, I was a terrible terrible child mm-hmm. um i got bullied a lot i went to an all boys catholic high school and i was one of maybe three brown kids in the entire school and so being brown was like super weird to people there i would go into class 
and the bullying was insane. Like the entire, I remember one time the entire class was chanting. I could hear them before I came in chanting Gandhi, what? like Gandhi, Gandhi, but not in a, in a positive way. Right. Like in a very like negative way. How old? Mm, I think I was like 14. Okay. Yeah. That's like the kids suck, man. That's oh yeah. The worst oh, yeah. age. Yeah. I, I still, I still remember the, too. I still remember the kid that like started it all. And to this day, I still try to find him on like Facebook so I can be like, yo, you piece of shit. Like, why would you do that? Like, why would you do such a cruel thing? But I, I've never been able to find him. Um, but yeah, I actually had to leave that school because it, the bullying was so bad and go to another school. Um, and just like things like that, just ostracized by most of uh, most of people, the people around me in my school, uh, never, ever spoke to a girl, like literally never. I can't even remember any sort of physical contact that I had with the opposite sex up until the age of like 19. So I hadn't even like held hands with a girl. Uh, actually, no, that's not true. We had mass, so we were forced to, to <laughs> hold hands. Was that a highlight of the week? That I still remember it. Like yeah. I remember holding hands with a girl like when I was 15 and thinking this is crazy. I'm like, my hands were sweating so much cause I was so nervous. Peak, peak experience. That was the, my, that was the, my peak high school experience yeah. right there with women. Would you say sex today better or worse than holding that girl's hand? <laughs> you know what? Probably equal. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds right. Excitement wise. You'll never, you'll never touch no, that. No, no. I just, I thought about like holding her hand for like two years. I was just like, ah, oh, that was so romantic. So nice. And just, you know, like when you're like super lonely and, uh, you also have raging hormones, it's a, pretty good combination for being pretty depressed yeah and um i would eat lunch in the bathroom just like you see in the movies like that's like a a cliche at this point but i would actually do that i would like close the bathroom door and eat my lunch there because i was so afraid to talk to people and so once i learned that like all these things could be worked on and changed like it blew my mind Mm i um i actually didn't read the game first i saw some blog post by this guy named owen and it was about weight loss actually it wasn't even about talking to women but there was like links or something in that blog post that were about how to socialize with women and i clicked that and i just went down this like insane rabbit hole and then i saved up for a year and a half by working at places like fry's electronics and best buy um to take a boot camp and a boot camp is essentially like you know in person just trying to like break through your fears of talking to people and so that, prior to that boot camp, you'd never spoken to a woman on purpose. No, With no. rare, rare exception. Crazy. What city no. was this boot camp in? In Hawaii. How old were you? 18. Okay. So you're 18. Yeah. You've never, you've never at a party or a high school or whatever flirted no, with someone. No, never. never, never. You never went to prom you even up, like nothing. You save up, you skip prom eating, yeah. eating in your bathroom. Yeah. You save up the money to fly to Hawaii yeah. to learn with a guy you've never met. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that go? It was an amazing experience he actually didn't do boot camps for people under 21 because you can't go to like mm-hmm. bars and clubs um but i sent him like three emails and he eventually like said yes and he's like i'm gonna do you only like a solo boot camp and he just charged me the exact same price he would charge for a regular boot camp and it was a pretty life-changing experience wow yeah so owen is correct me if i'm wrong rsd tyler yes yes so yeah. this so this guy who is now running a fairly large business and probably one of the bigger ones in the, mm-hmm. the dating or pickup industry yeah he did a boot camp with just you yeah also yeah. has a terrible reputation for being totally a dick. <laughs> totally for at yeah. least this moment seems yeah. like it, he was kind to you which is really nice yes yeah i've never met him i yep. met him he's he's uh he's never been unkind to me mm-hmm. um but yeah have you guys kept in touch 
Not really. Wow. Like, I'm shocked when you started Simple Pickup and didn't reach back out to you. Like, hey, remember when I did you a favor? No, he, he You're did. huge now. Do me a favor. Not really. He did reach out and said, like, it's super cool, like, what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but, like, the reality is, like, Simple Pickup was so big at the time that it just exploded their business. Like, we would be the lead generation for RSD. So oh, interesting. they must have, I, I can't even fathom how much money they made because of the you exposure. Camps. No. Oh my goodness. No. So, wow. Oh, you did at one point start running boot camps, right? We did like four. Oh, interesting. So you, we, so you did not, how did you monetize simple pickup? Just YouTube ads? Yeah. YouTube ads um, at first. And then we did, um, so we, our idea was to launch boot camps and like that was going to be our business. And the very first person that signed up was this guy named Lance, who's now like one of my best friends. Um, but he signed up not to take the boot camp. He just wanted to be in person, like to meet us in person so he could pitch us a business idea. And this business idea was creating an online product. Mm-hmm. And I had never even heard of this idea of creating wow. digital products before. And he showed up with a stack of papers and like projections. And he's like, you guys are making, you guys are getting so many millions of views on the internet. And yet the way you're monetizing is by taking three students on in a certain city at, you know, one weekend at a time, instead of like figuring out something you can make for all of these hundreds of thousands of people. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. And so he then pitched this idea of a subscription service where, you know, like we just helped men with more in-depth advice for the ones that really wanted it. And I honestly did not believe it was going to (laughs) work. I I was like, dude, who the fuck would buy this? Yeah. And then we launched it and in one week we made more money than every boot camp that we ran That's like in, in one week and then it just started to you know explode well for people that don't know real quick the reason your videos went so viral like this was around the time when pickup was starting to get looked down upon yeah but you guys would do funny stuff you dress up like pokemon yeah, yeah. or you dress up in fat suits or you dress up as harry potter yeah. characters so in, in the world where rsd was already catching flack because what they were doing was being looked down upon mm-hmm. your videos could go viral because they were super pc Cutesy. done in daylight yeah. Yeah. And funny. They were they were more funny than educational, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why you guys blew up. It was just like taking things that this there's this idea that we because we've started a bunch of YouTube channels, mm-hmm. and there's an idea that we've uh, we teach and actually jump cut, which is the remix strategy, where it's like you take an idea that's already been proven to work, like something funny, and then you remix it with your niche. Mm-hmm. And so we would take things like internet memes that were already proven to go viral and yep. proven to be really popular, and we would do a video called like picking up girls using internet memes, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we would like recite actual memes knowing that because we were doing this, it would get shared with people that liked memes. Um, so the goal was just to make it super lighthearted, super cutesy and just say really stupid shit with the intention of inspiring people to take action. So like if we could do it saying this stupid shit, you can do it by just being yourself, you know? Got it. Um, I remember looking at your channel and being like, mother. Oh yeah. I was really, no, I was super, I was super jealous. I was really? Super, yeah. You guys, cause you guys blew up. Oh, you were, what? Killing, <laughs> you were killing it. We had no YouTube channel. Yeah. We had, we had a blogs and we were no, writing I, about, you know, how to be charismatic in the office. Yeah, wait, <laughs> and, actually, and, I don't even know this. What were you guys? So before the YouTube channel, what was like the model? So it was, we started in New York City. Okay. Uh, the only model out there was, was going out in-person coaching. And we mm-hmm. did that a couple of times. And th- similar to what I just described, it was, for me, I never had a good time. I used to like going out and talking and flirting. Yeah. And when it became a job, I was like, this is awkward and uncomfortable. And I 
don't enjoy it. So yeah. that was short lived. We then moved to Brazil, at which point, what? <laughs> really? yeah, yeah. Well, and now all our clients are gone, right? So we built up a client base in New okay. York. And then we went, we want to live on the beach in, in Brazil. And everyone's like, wait, you're finally getting traction. You're making enough that you can actually pay your rent. What are you yeah. going to do? We go, I don't know. So we just left and all our clients are gone. Okay. So then we switched to Skype coaching mm-hmm. because we didn't speak Portuguese very well. So we couldn't coach anybody that was in Brazil. Yeah. And then similarly, we found, we, we bought lead pages, right? Yeah. And Clay Collins has a course called the pre-sell formula. That was all about an online idea course. of a digital course. Yeah, blew, <laughs> yeah. blew our minds. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. then we, we co-created a course with our audience. We're, we just basically asked, what would you guys like? Yeah. And then we made that. And that's and interesting. That's, that was V1 of Charisma University. Yeah. And then what, what inspired the YouTube thing? So I remember. Simple pickup? <laughs> simple pickup. So I had, I had this sheet of paper. We were just trying everything. Yeah. And I'd been writing like one blog post uh, every two weeks or something. And so I had three ideas. It was like, tweet more often post on LinkedIn, make a YouTube video. YouTube is number three. Yeah. <laughs> and so I like had been tweet, did something on LinkedIn and made a YouTube video. Didn't look at it. Mm-hmm. Five, six months later, I take a look. It's got a hundred thousand views, which Damn. is more than the cumulative website traffic yeah. in the same period of time. And so we're like, Hmm, might wow. be something to this. Yeah. And honestly, that one Bill Clinton video got lucky. And then from there I started, I promised to make one a week. Donald Trump starts yeah. bursting onto the scene. I predicted he'll win the election. That gave us a Damn. ton of cred. So you found like a pretty killer format and then ran with it. The format is the word. So you get this because you obviously you teach people this, but yeah. people are like, they want to know about uh, the title and the title is important or the thumbnail. So interesting. Important. They want the, the like the format. magic bullet, the quick wins that they think like the yeah. title is what makes it's the format. It's a hundred percent the format. That's your 10 X, hundred X multiplier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so for those of you who do care, quick lesson, if you're trying to make really interesting, engaging content with a white background, it's going to be hard. But if you do the analysis, the breakdown, mm-hmm. you're out there in person. That's yeah, you, the yeah. format that won. No, yeah. you guys did. The, you guys did it. That's, and that's part of why it's I was format, so yeah. jealous. I was like, I can do this, too. I'm doing this and not recording it. Like, <laughs> I should be as famous. As that was my mindset. Like, I have the same skill that they have. Yeah. Instead yeah. of going, these guys have come up with something that's funny and they're recording it and they're the first people to do it and you're not you're writing blog posts and then getting mad because you could be doing what they're doing but you didn't do it yeah where's your Dumbledore hat exactly <laughs> but, but at the time I was young and I, I was naive about what it took to actually do something you know yeah yeah and, and you can also like add formats to your channel too have you guys experimented with that so we've played I mean this is clearly a different format than we've done we've mm-hmm. had we have three main formats that I think about we've got the analysis breakdown mm-hmm. which is excellent we've got the talking head which does half as many views on average okay and then we've got animated videos which yeah. is a script yeah, obviously animated yeah and one react video that did well which we're going to try to do it did below average no, it did fine it did fine yeah <laughs> and so all this is living on your main channel yes yeah. even the podcast no, no. The podcast okay. is we post often enough and is different yeah, I was gonna say, yeah yeah okay okay and quite frankly the, the audience has not ported like we would have like we, we did a couple call to actions yeah it's a different when somebody sits down to watch a 10-minute video that I put a week or two into making, yeah. they have a different desire than somebody who sits down totally. and to me. You guys, you guys are going to run into this. I want to jump back to the pickup, but Kong deleted the Simple Pickup yep. YouTube channel. He deleted all the videos, yep. renamed it Kong Fam, mm-hmm. and is going to try to transition it to Jump Cut. Yes. And the you can see it in the view count. You have a huge subscriber base, but they want to see funny yes, pickup stuff. totally. And they yeah. don't want to see... No knock. They don't want to see Kong talk about business. And so you see 100%. it in the views. And yep. so, yeah, that's that's what we would see if we put this podcast stuff on the main channel. Is yeah. They want to see breakdowns about charisma. They don't necessarily want to see Charlie and I talk about the impeachment. Yeah. Interesting. Um, 
so much there with the Kong channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to ask. No, no, no. I, I was going to ask this. Did you know he was going to do that? Nope. You did not know he was going to do that? Nope. And he deleted every video you guys had made? Yep. How do you feel about that? You know, I don't... So I think actually deleting the videos was a good move. Um, because... So the reason we stopped, we used to do all these like videos where we do pick up in public with mm-hmm. funny, you know, lines and stuff. And we deleted them a while back actually, because we started noticing that a bunch of other channels were posting similar content, except they were faking it and going so far, mm-hmm. like doing things that you could never do unless you were faking a video, sure. you know, like there was this one guy named Sam Pepper who was going around, with, I believe like pinching random girls asses. And I'm just like, okay this we need to not be associated with like Mm -hmm. this entire genre Mm -hmm. you know and so we deleted everything at like the perfect time where it was before like the giant tidal wave came and you know a bunch of channels got in trouble and so we just stopped making that type of content so i'm in agreement that that should have been deleted um but this was prior to the big purge where kong renamed it and deleted everything Yeah, this was years ago this was we we deleted what was left on the channel it was just like uh, we have this segment called simple tips where we just do advice Mm -hmm. on dating got it so we just kept all that stuff there um pretty safe content we had like some risque stuff like how to finger a girl but we used fruits um <laughs> a great idea have you by the way this is like so off topic have you guys seen the show sex education i really thought you were gonna ask if i've ever fingered a <laughs> i really I, random topic have you, guys, have you fingered a melon it feels wonderful it's great that's really where i thought you were going with that i'm never gonna get married <laughs> no i Keep sorry what, were you, what was your question there's a show on netflix called sex education no and i've seen it. it i've seen pieces yeah season two just came out and there's an entire episode on like fingering yeah and they use fruits and they talk about the exact same shit that we talked about in the video and i'm like it? oh for sure because yeah. we had this uh, if you type in how to finger a girl into youtube or google we were the first result that came mm. up it was the a very cutesy video um of like a bunch of fruits and showing people how to not you know be do a bad job like really traditional advice like cut your fingernails and shit like yeah. that um but yeah i was on the show but we had stuff like that on the channel so you think Just, the writers Type. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, 100. I buy, I buy it. People have been fingering fruit since before you were born, Jesse. Yeah, but the, if the jokes specific the jokes yeah, and yeah. lines were like the same. And I'm like, holy shit. That's what I would is... do if I were a writer. I'd be like, what's what's going yeah. on in the world he out there it. about this? <laughs> yeah, and, well, uh, to be fair, this, did he remix it or did they lift it? Um, well, it's gone. So as far as the world's concerned, yeah, they created it. It's not there. Like we, That video was removed like three months ago. And the show was probably made like a year ago. Got so it's, it. it's theirs now. All right. Yeah. Understood. Well, if they plagiarize, that's not what we've done. <laughs> <laughs> Taking no. inspiration. Um, but yeah, we had just stuff like that on our channel and we wanted to raise money for an education company and investors were like, yo, you have videos on your channel about fingering fruits. Like, I don't know if I can invest money into a company that's trying to change the world of education. Sure. So we just slowly just started taking down more and more videos. And then it was just like the most, you know, PC friendly mm-hmm. stuff on there. But then one day I lugged in and I just like, Oh, where's my, where's what's, what's Kong's face doing? Oh, well, what's the channel name? Oh, cool. It's all just like, yeah. So I have questions and I don't know if you can share this on with them, but so there were two, there were two falling outs, right? Mm-hmm. There was the, what was his name? Jason, Jason. Yeah. Jason. And then later Kong. Yeah. So, what you can we'll try to get this for yeah. camera because i know this it's a sensitive subject what happened what did you learn from those so there was three guys yeah yeah do you feel comfortable sharing anything sure i'll be i'll, I'll try okay um so with jason uh it just wasn't working out from a business perspective mm-hmm. he 
he was really good as like an on-camera person and he was very charismatic so he was able to talk to women like really well but when it came to the business stuff it was there was definitely like a gap in understanding and also obsession like mm-hmm. kong and i were so so obsessed with business and marketing and your marketing was excellent man I, and thanks, you said man. this page didn't work we've talked about this but I, when we looked at the project go page back when we were in brazil yeah, yeah. i was like these guys own us <laughs> these guys, yeah. these guys. another moment of jealousy i mean it was a yeah, that was the page. moment really? i was like i'll never make more than three grand a month because <laughs> this is this will never happen but like we're way better marketers like i'm a much better marketer than i am like a pickup artist yeah, yeah. for sure um but then i leveraged that for online dating which we can talk about <laughs> later but, but uh yeah so with jason he was just not he didn't have that same obsession but he also wanted to be as included and have as much of a voice mm. in all the business and marketing decisions and so it was difficult working with him for that. And also just constantly voting on stuff, overruling him two to one. Yeah. And it was just like, it was a shitty feeling for him too. Cause he's like, you know, trying to be involved in the business, but he kept getting overruled. If and he had been more comfortable being lower down on the hierarchical totem pole, totally, might have worked out. Totally would have worked like, out. Yeah. You're an on-camera yeah. guy and totally would have worked out. Oh really? He was yeah. just like, I'll keep my third and I'll just do whatever you yes. guys tell me. Yes. Uh, but that never happened. Fascinating. Yeah. And so we got to a point where we tried to go down that path where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. we're all equal in this and we don't want you to be as involved with the marketing and the, the business side of things, but he wasn't comfortable with it, which is totally fair. He wants to, he wanted to learn it. He wanted to get really good at it. Um, and it just wasn't something that I don't, I don't think in any world it would have worked out with all three of us having mm-hmm. like equal business voices when there wasn't equal interest in business. Mm-hmm. Do you guys keep sense. in touch at all? No. That's kind of the shitty thing about working with friends where like if it doesn't work out eventually, there's too much baggage to like go back to just being friends again. It sometimes happens, but yeah, with Jason, there was so much stress that and like, you know, we're basically we kicked out a third member of yeah. like a, a company and that alone is just like builds a lot of resentment. And so it's hard to go back to just being friends you know yeah. especially as like the channel just continued to blow up and like he basically felt like he was no longer part of like this rocket ship ride that we were on how long did you delay so you knew at some point that you're like this is my buddy yeah. and this isn't working how long did it take for you guys to get to if i didn't if i wasn't your buddy you'd be out you know what was the difference in, in- yeah yeah it's interesting uh it, it took a lot longer than it should have that's which i yeah. expect i don't yeah. know exactly how much maybe like honestly like three times as long as it should have taken mm-hmm. um but yeah because we were friends it was really hard to have like sometimes like super super blunt honest conversations um and so when people ask me like do you recommend working with friends i'm like man it's it's a gamble because it can be the greatest thing ever but can also be like the shittiest thing ever. The and same thing with like a You've continued a to work with friends, right? Always. I actually, <laughs> I, I refuse to, when it comes to like partnership stuff, to work with someone that I'm not friends with first because like I need to know that we at least get along, you know? Yeah. yeah. So you've found that gamble to continually be worth it in your own life. Totally, totally. Even with Kong, for almost a decade, it was the best thing in my life. Like Mm -hmm. for both of us, we had just such an amazing working relationship, never like fought about anything. And if we did, it would be very reasonable, like Mm -hmm. a reasonable debate. No one ever got 
super angry at each other. And it was just like the dream working relationship. What did you learn? Has How has that impacted you? Does that create issues with you getting close to people? Does like... Yes. Oh my God, yes. I mean, so over the last... So I, I was... I guess I can start from... I want to tell the story, but I don't want to have to like... I think tell it comfortably and if you yeah. want to chop the entire thing we'll sure. cut okay. the entire segment and if you want to chop sentences we'll cut sentences sure yeah so like the the big thing with my my ex um so i was in a six-year relationship and i also hired her into the company like mm-hmm. very quickly so i realized within a couple months of dating her that she was insanely talented and so i hired her and we were also so we were working together And it was like the best thing ever, like working with someone that you're also dating, which again, normally not good advice, but it worked out pretty well for a while. And she's excellent. Yes. She's really, really, really good. And so, um, we basically started living together within two months of dating. Oh, wow. And so she was like with me every day, every minute at work and at home for almost six years. And so when that relationship ended, um, I went into insane, insane depression and I didn't know it was going to end. Uh, she just one day, like I was literally driving and she starts crying and then I'm like, what, what's wrong? And she tells me that, uh, something along the lines of, I don't think I love you anymore. And I was just like, holy shit. Like what the fuck? And I actually said, (laughs) like I'm thinking back I'm just like I cringe but at the time I I literally said to her please don't do this to me like please and she just like started crying more and then she that same day packed her stuff and stayed I believe at a friend's place and I was like numb with depression Mm. and I did not think that it was actually real and I was just like she's gonna like get over it soon it's gonna be fine and then like a couple days go by and she's already signing a lease at like a new place. And I'm just like, Oh shit, this is actually real. And I had this, this feeling of impending doom of like, I've been in a monogamous relationship for six years. I have no idea how to date anymore. Like my natural state is like a introverted shy guy. And when I was in a relationship, I kind of reverted back to that and went into work mode. And so the, I just, the idea of getting back out there and trying to like go on dates and even like approaching women. I'm I'm 30. I'm 30. (laughs) For some reason, the idea of approaching women at 30 does not feel the same as it did when I was much younger. Like it just didn't feel like something that a person that started an education company and like is a professional, like should be doing. Like that was just like my thought process at the time. But, uh, I knew that I had to get back out there and that's when I met David and um, he was in kind of a similar position where he's, he's also, he's sorry. People don't know who the David is. Dave was on, Dave was on the previous <laughs> yeah, episode. David, David's yeah. the guy from, mm-hmm. he's the poker yeah, player yeah. from last week. He's uh he's one of my best friends and, and he was also in a, I believe four year relationship. And so we were both single and didn't really, he was single for two years and he hadn't had any luck with actually finding someone that he would date. And so we went on this journey together to kind of like figure this out. But, I went on so many dates and I just had this like wall up in my heart. Just like I wouldn't let anyone in past a certain point Mm. because I was afraid that I'm going to put six years again into Mm. some, some relationship. And then one day she's just going to turn to me and say, I don't love you anymore. And to be honest, I'm still not like over that. You know, Mm -hmm. I've been on in the last two years over 200 dates, which is insane. And I have not, 
found anyone that I would say like, yes, I want to date this person. And, and do I, you think that that is, I, I don't know. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going, I'm literally going to therapy for this. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's because of me or if it's because of like, this is just how the numbers work out. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Dude, I do this every time we talk. I'm going to sell you so hard on <laughs> ayahuasca. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to do it this year. If you do, yeah. let me know. And or I recently, did, we don't have to do it all. Well, I, if you're interested, I'll tell you. I did MDMA recently. Oh, for the first and time. Dude, well, it, MDMA therapy. MDMA therapy. Different, okay. different than how okay. most people do MDMA. Yes. Yeah. Uh, very different. They give you an eye mask. You lay down there. But they call it the heart medicine. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I didn't realize it. Like, it starts to open your heart. And if it hurts it'll yeah. probably hurt you a lot and hurt me like yeah. it but it's it's excellent and, um, it's, and it might honestly be an easier experience than i oh so. uh almost well almost assuredly do you think it's more effective depends what you want uh if you're dealing with concrete life stuff with relationships and love i actually would recommend mdma i know okay. i've only done it once whereas i've done ayahuasca many times and again mdma therapy therapy yeah. Yeah. if you do if you and i take mdma and we go out it will not have any beneficial effects so like a guided uh therapy session with someone like a professional yeah while so it's giving you so okay. it's actually not that guided the difference is the the, the intention so you mm-hmm. set your intention and mine was to uh reveal the mask that i'd been wearing to find up blocks that i'd put in my own way of, of feeling love yeah um and then you put an eye mask on and you listen to binaural beats and the simple act of setting intention and shutting out external stimuli yeah is uh, this was not a party drug for me like yeah. I, I have the recording i've been listening to it it is difficult to listen to i'm yeah. crying i sound like a little really? baby at points like eh. wow. <laughs> it's crazy wow ketamine's crazy. ketamine's similar actually people take ketamine and party but yeah. my friend started this company mind bloom and it's therapeutic ketamine mm-hmm. and you do the same thing eye mask binaural beats and you, zero gravity chair and when you cut out all the sensory <laughs> stuff you're forced to go internal yeah and all of a sudden these these like woo party drugs become very very different interesting you are you're basically forcing your brain to look inside yourself have you guys done mushrooms mm-hmm. i have not but i'm interested for the same therapeutic yeah, yeah. um every time i do i try to do it like once a year just mm-hmm. to like think about things and it's always with a lot, a lot of intention um you do them by yourself or with people i've done both yeah both. i find they're totally different depending yeah. on yeah um but i've had some insane epiphanies on mushrooms but then what happened here's here's my problem with like psychedelics in general or just from my experience, I haven't done like MDMA therapy or anything. I've had insane epiphanies and they don't stick. You got to have integration. Yeah. So this is a big piece. And I would not say that. So here's me on MDMA, you mm-hmm. know, ultimate loving, <clears throat> compassionate being. Yeah. Here's me in my normal life. Yeah. Like you very quickly come back. And yeah. then the question is what you're not going to get to there. What can you take with you? Yeah, yeah. My experience with ayahuasca is if you're, your normal life is here and your takeaway is that you should be here. Mm-hmm. It does bring you here. You know, and it can be very helpful. Help me get out of a codependent relationship for sure. Interesting. It, it has helped me a ton with self love and a ton with unrepressing joy. And yeah. I'm not. And at the same time, I'm far from perfect. But but you definitely, if you go in these with good leaders too, like we found good people for this stuff, mm-hmm. it definitely does stick to some extent. And you need yeah. a therapist. You need someone to talk to, interact with, bounce ideas off. So it doesn't, because otherwise it's it's a different state of consciousness, much like a dream. And mm-hmm. you can have a dream that terrifies you and then wake up 10 minutes later and be yeah. normal. That's yeah, what I think psychedelics I, can be. If I just ordered ayahuasca and took it in my house, it'd be way less valuable than yeah. going to this place that Interesting. You, you, okay. take, you write an intention, you put it in a fire, there's a ceremony around it, you sit down and then afterwards you talk to this person who's been doing this for decades decades yeah and they've seen you go oh, I've, i imagined this and they go yeah i'm pretty sure this is that and you just t- like tears start to walk in your eyes you're like i think so too <laughs> you know? and like and i had no idea what it was yeah I thought, you know huh. so okay yeah i haven't done it like that so that's 
that's the hole in my in my experience where I haven't had like a professional sure. do that. But I have found again personally, and I haven't done the, the professional thing that sober conversations with friends that I really, really trust that are really smart have been way more impactful for me than, Mm. um, any psychedelic experience that I've done. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Good for you. But again, have not done something like super professional or guided. Yeah. 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 Got it. So you get, so I have a ton of, yeah. Can I ask you a question? So, so I've never, I've never had this experience, but a really good friend of mine had this similar experience of was with someone for 10 years Mm -hmm. and then she called off their wedding and he did not see it coming in hindsight. Is it more obvious to you? Same question. That same guy. <laughs> that uh, something was going wrong. Can you look back and see? Oh, totally. That things change. Like what, totally, what your, totally, totally. I actually, I'm at blindsided you. What do you look back on now and see in your relationship? In changes in you or her? I think that. So, I'm like when I think about when she broke up with me, I feel pride. I'm like I'm so proud of her mm-hmm. for doing that because mm-hmm. I don't. There was like problems in our relationship that I was willing to ignore because I was so just focused on work that I was like, I can just ignore this stuff and let's just live in like a partially shitty relationship like mm. forever, you know? And I was like, okay with that. Do you mind sharing what it is? Just cause I'm, I'm thinking people yeah, yeah. watching this might be totally. Yeah. Yeah. Relationships. Um, uh, mm, let me think. What can I say? Well, one of the big things was there was a lot of sexual issues where like, I just didn't want to anymore. Mm. Um, and that obviously made her feel like unattractive. Right. Mm. Um, that was a huge one. And I, and I had a realization afterwards, like, what am I going to do? Cause this has happened to me before. Like I just get like the relationship doesn't become about sexual chemistry anymore to me. Mm-hmm. It becomes more about just how much I love the person. And it's like, we become friends more so than lovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of men and women have felt that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean like my parents, they sleep in different bedrooms, you know? Mm. Um, I just think a lot of people ignore that and they're just okay with it. And that's kind of where I was. I was just ignoring that and I was okay with it, but she wasn't. Um, we would also argue about things that were philosophical differences in like us as human beings. And we just couldn't come to conc- like, uh, agreements or conclusions about certain things and is like God, is this like having children? Is it like, no, it's more like just f- problem solving stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm like, I don't believe that anything is impossible basically. And so, uh, that's a very specific type of thinking. And she had a different type of thinking. I'm not saying that she didn't think that things were impossible or possible, but it would be like, at first I would, I was kind of her mentor and then she started mm-hmm. to grow into her own person because I met her, I was 22, she was 19. Yeah. So we were both like a lot younger. And at first I was like her mentor and then she became her own person. Mm-hmm. And when she started to become her own person, that's when things started to like be very clear that we were very different. Interesting. And it was slow because we were both essentially growing up, you know, together. Mm-hmm. Um, and those differences, I don't think could have made a relationship that was healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So you so you think ultimately it was just a bad match. It's not that you would do something differently. Oh, I would do a lot differently. Um, I think it was a bad match that could have been fixed because like overall there were some. I mean, 
when I think back to our relationship, I think back to it very positively. Like there was so much love. Uh, we were able to work together for six years. We made some incredible things together. We started businesses together. Um, we loved each other a lot and I was not willing to fix some really glaring issues. Like she literally brought up to me the, the idea of going to couples therapy. And I took that as such a like hit to my mm. ego. I was like, mm. couple, like, why can't we just figure it out ourselves? Just like things that I'd think back to now and I cringe and I, I'm like, why was I being so stubborn about mm. this shit? It sounds like, and I think this is fairly common. Correct me if I'm putting words into your mouth, but yeah. like you kind of view this area of your life as complete, finished, done. Yeah, it's yes, like, it's, exactly. It's like time, exactly. Time to grow the business because this yeah. is locked in. Yeah, dating's done. We're going to get married. 100%. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that it was there meant that I didn't have to put as much effort yeah, into yeah. it. And that's obviously not the right thing to do. Yeah. So that's exactly what my friend said about yeah. his 10 year relationship. Yeah. He, and it's funny because you just, he's not, and I don't think you are either, people that can't read social cues or aren't astute. It's like, just completely took your eye off mm-hmm. of that ball totally. such that things can be blowing up behind you and you're like work you're yeah. like business yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. he was like, he was looking exactly. at work too yeah yeah um yeah so those like I, she she wrote emails to me and they would they would say things like they she would list out the problems in our relationship that we had to fix and i would reply saying things like let's like do this starting tomorrow like it'll be new and it didn't didn't yeah, change yeah. Mm-hmm. um and sorry and looking back at that i'm just like how could i just ignore it for so long well, let me ask you i'm mean, shocking I, I i'm under the belief that uh we mirror our our concept of love is instilled in us from before we can speak in the yeah. same way that we can't remember learning how to walk and we can't remember learning to speak english we can't re- remember when we learned the fundamental emotions and so yeah. we, we pattern our lives after the type of love that we saw and does that match the household which is like problems that are serious are just part of being married is yeah. that does that match your are you asking uh, if there was influences is that what you from, saw in your mom and your dad oh totally totally yeah so I, i'm pretty sure that, like my parents didn't really parent me mm-hmm. um i hope they're not listening to this but <laughs> honestly I, i've told this to them too it's, it's i'd fine. be shocked if they are <laughs> if they are charisma yeah, i'd be really truly shocked <laughs> if they were listening to the charlie and ben podcast yeah, yeah, i hope not um but yeah they didn't really parent me like my dad never taught me how to be a man um my mom had some pretty serious bipolar issues so like me dropping a sock on the floor was the same as like me getting a bad grade on a test in mm-hmm. terms of like the yelling reaction. Like there was no middle ground. It was just like always 10. Mm-hmm. And so I learned how to like ignore my parents basically. Mm. Um, and so I didn't really have that. So you had the same reaction, which is yes, let's deal with this tomorrow. Yeah. hundred percent. Exactly. For the email. Yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I went back after the, the relationship and I went back and I reread those emails and I was just like, I'm reading these for the first time, you know, because mm-hmm. at the time when I read them, I was just probably giving them 5% of my attention, you know, just like quickly skimming like, okay, no breakup, no breakup. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Like next, you Interesting. Know? Like, yeah. Uh, are you saying that we're going to get exactly divorced? Cause for you, you were locked in it forever yeah. at that yeah. point. Uh, it was like just looking for signs of like, is, is she, is this big enough where she's going to break up with me? Mm. And if it felt like that, it was a no, I was like, I can ignore this then. And even when she did break up with you, you're like, this isn't real. Yeah, this is not real. <laughs> it was, it was a, I mean, again, I'm, I'm proud of her for, for doing that. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of her for breaking up with me. Do you have any um, relationship now or no, no communication really? No, not really. Uh, no communication. Um, 
we did at first for like the first six months after the relationship and i don't think that was healthy mm-hmm. like oh, really? certainly not for, oh for that span of time no i mean you can i feel like you can reconnect at some point but this is what sure. I, I learned yeah. this the hard way you have to sever the connection yeah. before it can be restarted and if yeah. it's never severed oh man it yeah i mean i would do it again because i'm an idiot but <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's uh it's like i'll just take a little bit of drugs just a little bit every day yeah you know? yeah <laughs> it was not it was not healthy for either one of us especially like she was trying to you know move on with her life and i was mm-hmm. trying to move on with my life and we would get stuck in this like codependent like yeah. post breakup relationship that was just not good um so my advice would be to anyone that is going through a breakup just do the unfollowing on instagram thing and like just don't message them anymore um mm-hmm. delete your old chats if you have to just like people gave me this advice and i didn't take it i was just oh, like you guys neither dude I, I said you don't understand this is different <laughs> yeah. but now again looking back i'm like ah, it's, it wasn't different i should have done that from the very beginning yeah no i'm i still never deleted the instagrams and stuff yeah. at some point i just forgot about it but I, that deleting of the phone number i actually wonder and i didn't get to experiment with it myself because mm-hmm. i was too afraid if that signals to your brain that it's official yeah and i was always unwilling to go into my phone like I hadn't spoken in months. No, she might need to reach out at some yeah. point. Uh, the phone number was... Which is hilarious, because if she reaches out, it'll still reach your phone. Yeah, but what if I don't know? I ignore most of the calls. You're telling me you don't have there. her phone number memorized? <laughs> it just says her name. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, for me, I feel... So uh, with that particular relationship, we've since talked. It's yeah. cool. I feel good. How do you feel? I mean, it's been a while, but... Um, and not like... You also, you totally understandably, because you had six years where you were in your mind married and then you yeah. you're like i'm leaving you're like i'm leaving la you went and traveled yeah the world right yeah 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 like everywhere for how long for two years two years nonstop two years and so the whole the, the reason that that david and i traveled for two years was we wanted to figure out how to consistently meet high quality women like that's what we were trying to do mm-hmm. so we wanted to find like where in the world are like the coolest girls um and then how to have like uh, a system in place where we weren't wasting our time on dates with people that we wouldn't really connect with. So you, it's interesting. You are obviously dev- devastated. You said very depressed, yes, very, by, very depressed. by your breakup. And yeah. you thought that the solution would be to as quickly as possible, yeah. get into another relationship, which obviously again, a lot of realizations when sure, I, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I but yeah, that's, I did do yeah. the same thing. <laughs> like I got you totally like, like it, I, it wasn't the healthiest solution to what I was going through. I don't know that there's an alternative. Like, what's the alternative? Sit in your house and meditate and just go through the... No. Exactly. Like, yeah. uh, distract. Move around. Like, oh, you're different and new. Like, this will help me not deal with it until I go home that evening. <laughs> like, Yeah. I, I think it wasn't... Health- the reason I say it wasn't the healthiest is because I would never recommend someone to do what I did after a breakup. Mm-hmm. Like, it was pretty extreme. I mean, this is going to sound crazy. Um, you guys already know this, but I'm going to say it on a podcast. We, Dave and I spent over a quarter of a million dollars testing stuff. And like people hear that and they're like, who the f would do that? And what do you mean like testing stuff? Like testing um, different strategies for figuring out how to go on dates consistently with women that we would get along with. That's like the big thing because uh, I was going on plenty of dates here after the relationship ended in, in LA and I would, it, I kept running into the same problem of I'd be sitting across from, across from someone it'd be like she would be a nice person she would think i'm a nice person but there was like this lack of chemistry mm-hmm. and it could have been because uh, i just came out of a relationship and i was like mentally looking for check boxes of my ex um 
but whatever the reason was like at the time I wanted to figure out a way to meet the types of people that would hit those checkboxes. And David felt the same way. And so we hired a virtual assistant to do a bunch of tests for us. Like I think like a marketer, like mm-hmm. in terms of business. So my thought process was if if I could figure out how to implement everything I learned in marketing and business to my dating life, I could create like a system that works the same way that it does for my business, mm-hmm. right? But instead of advertising a product, like I'm the product and mm-hmm. I'm going to advertise myself. Um, but uh, yeah, we spent, the, the money that was spent came from a lot of stupid tests. So was this like a lot of travel, I imagine? Like that's... Uh, so what's actually interesting is like, I mean, I, I have a new business now where I, you know, this, this is part of the marketing where we talk about like how much money was spent. Mm-hmm. It was actually a lot more than that. Um, but so how we, do you spend, how do, okay, so okay, <laughs> let's yeah, break this the, down. $250,000. Yeah, what's okay. the biggest bucket? Drinks or okay. 10? Okay, I'll give, you, I'll give you an example. So I, I wanted to figure out we call it a funnel and mm-hmm. this is kind of like a, a little bit of a like a touchy word to use because it almost seems like a sterile way of looking at human beings um but this is how my brain works yeah, like it, it I, only seems like that because it is <laughs> no 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 but but this is like literally how my brain works i'm gonna in terms, i'm gonna step yeah, in and go defend ahead. you for go a second ahead. individual human beings every single one of them is a unique important person who yeah. can act in a multitude of ways mm-hmm. what's crazy is when you put a bunch of them together they they move in very predictable ways such yes. that you can say 10% will make this decision, 2% will make this decision. And that doesn't subtract from any individual's uniqueness, specialness, or no. value. Of course not. No. Um, so, yeah. So, you're thinking, okay, if there's 3 billion people in the world that are women and this many are of my age and this many I'm interested mm-hmm. in, that's the start of my funnel. Exactly. And so, the next step is who would be interested in me to mm-hmm. text me? Who would be interested to meet me on a date? Who would... and if the goal for you, well, let me ask, what's the goal? Cause every funnel you have to set up. Sure. Like, so like, so my, it? my initial goal was I wanted to find someone I could date. Like I wanted to find someone that I could fall in love with. That and, was like my initial goal. And the ideal is marriage. Not, not, not necessarily like this phase of your life, but I feel like there's an unspoken implicit, like why? Because sure. your goal could have yeah. been anything. You let's, could have been like, let me marriage. find the perfect uh, cat or dog yeah. to like adopt. But it was, it was, let's a say woman marriage. In particular. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say marriage, even though like, that's not really how I would th- think about it but like if i'm being totally like honest and really trying to figure out what i want like yeah like a wife unconditional love yes yeah yeah. um with someone that i'm not like settling for Mm -hmm. you know because i don't have the ability to like date the people that i want to date um and so this this word funnel is actually like a marketing and business term that basically explains like where you get your leads from and how those leads eventually turn into clients and so this is why it comes across as like very sterile because like you said, it is, um, but it also works. <laughs> like once I started viewing my dating life as like a business and I had to create, you know, an optimized business and I'm the product, it, it just really, really changed things for me. Um, and so a lot of the money was spent on figuring out the perfect funnel. And so one of our ideas was because like if you look listen to rap songs and watch movies it's all about this idea of rich guys get girls right that was one of our tests we wanted to test if if being wealthy and displaying that had a big impact and i've been lucky enough to have started some successful businesses where i can make the decision to take a year off and just blow money on bullshit like this (laughs) um and I'm very, very lucky in that regard. And so I wanted to know if like 
all that work that I put into like making this money actually had an impact. And so we rented this spot on Santa Monica, uh, on the beach, this mansion with an elevator inside. And the rent was, and by the way, currently living there is Connor McGregor. Like literally right now, Connor McGregor oh, no is way. sleeping in my old bedroom. You gave it up to Connor. <laughs> like, wow. Needless to say a baller ass place. The expenses on that were insane. You ever so, swing by to say what's up? <laughs> no, I actually haven't even been, been on the beach since being back in LA. Um, Should we swing by and say what's up? <laughs> is Jesse home? <laughs> hey, I'm here to see Jesse. Oh, it's not here. Oh, I didn't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, Where we have a podcast to shoot. Is Jesse around? <laughs> we brought our mics and our cameras. <laughs> but that place is 60 grand a month. Okay. And so we rented that for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, and we threw a bunch of parties. And what we realized was, yeah, it works. But you're not, like, I was not going to meet the types of women that I wanted to meet. God, by so that's flaunt- half your expenditure right there. By that, flaunting by twenty five k or more. So this is the t- we don't we didn't include that in our. We have a PNL for for like the two fifty k, and we tried to be very very like selective with what we put on there. So like we could say this right, but it was way more than two hundred fifty k. If um, you so this would be even additional. Additional, okay. yeah. This is like additional. Um, I, I think the actual number is closer to half a million if you include yeah. the rent and the planes mm-hmm. and okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I think it's like, safe to say because I mean I I you're, the way you're describing it, your sole or not sole primary focus in this two year period was to date women and potentially find someone but really find someone but, your but it was pool. it was more so like just figuring out a way where i could consistently like have the opportunity to meet people that i would genuinely connect with on a personality level okay. because there's plenty of attractive girls everywhere the the hard part is like finding someone that would click with you but you also find physically attractive mm-hmm. right so all right I'm, I'm gonna try to get a little bit detailed here yeah you're in this house yeah would you say it looks more like you taking women out to really expensive meals, talking no. to them and then getting numbers. Or would you say no. it looks like Dan Bilzerian? It's like, it was, we did like booze, a, parties. It was kind of like a Dan Bilzerian, thing. Yeah. Dan okay. Bilzerian thing for so a while. You're looking for your wife, but also you're partying. <laughs> partying super hard. Yeah. Like it was a combination of like that, but also like I'm single now and I want to like sure. have fun. Yeah. Right. Which, and you said this in hindsight is not, that's not actually how you go wife hunting. It's how you no. have a really, really good totally. short term time. Right? Yes. Yes. And so like, as I was doing these things, I would have realizations like, wait a second. Like if the goal really is this, this current thing that I'm doing is just not, yeah. Cause you guys doesn't, went, doesn't you guys make went any hard. Sense. I remember at one point you guys hired a promoter and you yeah. basically said the club is our house. Yes. And so yeah. I'm going to pay you to bring beautiful people to just yeah. literally come party. We'll have a DJ. And yes. Yeah. The club will just, the club's my house. And, and, that's like so the intention with all of this in the back of my mind was eventually after all these experiments i want to package together the things that actually worked right and so i was easily able to rationalize like okay let's let's blow some money here blow some money there Um, how did that one work out because I, I don't that's look dream, that's a dream for some guys yeah yeah right? no to no do the Dan totally so okay mansion, i experienced house, like, the party. dan bulzerian thing it it was so mentally exhausting and so like happiness draining to yeah. be honest um why that is I, that because if you're if you're basically like renting a mansion and inviting people over and they're like they know that you're the person that lives there the the reason that people are speaking to you mm-hmm. is not authentic mm-hmm. in my opinion well it's um, authentic it's because they want it's not authentic <laughs> it's not it's not authentic uh if your purposes are what mine were yeah, right yeah. and so um i would just i would notice that that this was making me extremely unhappy and yeah. same with, da- with david he'd just be like dude 
Like this is the fakest of the fake. Like, let me ask. So I know I'm, I'm, (laughs) it works in the sense that you are meeting women and you are hooking up, I imagine. Um, so here's what's interesting. So first of all, first of all, like the hooking up thing was not like a huge priority to me. Um, and there was actually a lot of reasons for that, that have probably have to do with like, uh, psychological shit from my breakup. Mm -hmm. Um, but I genuinely was trying to like meet cool girls Okay, and, uh, we would have parties and we would, I would be casually dating, hooking up whatever non-triggering words <laughs> you can say with this, uh, with, with women. But like, it was always something very short term. And I think it's because the types of people that consistently go to these kinds of parties yeah. are always looking to trade up and like, find the next best thing i assume they're also pretty young right yeah yeah so like the average um like club girl is what like 20 to 23 ish yeah well we went out in new york we were younger but we, yeah. we would go out the promoters would bring people that were 19 to 21 yeah yeah and again like you're you're interacting with a pool of people that are not like if you're looking for what i'm looking for not the correct pool right mm-hmm. uh different parts of their life they're like in a crazy party mode and I'm old now. I'm not really. Uh, yeah, you're like I'm trying to live this Daniels Aaron lifestyle just long enough to get a girlfriend, and then shut it all yes, down. Yes, yeah, completely. Yeah. And so we did this for a couple months and spent a lot of money on it, and realized that this was not the right the right yeah, thing to so do. Poorly spent, but poorly spent. learned something. Yes, and then uh, the best money spent was actually significantly less for things like a virtual assistant, which I think honestly, every guy should get a virtual assistant for his dating life. Like if his go- if, if your goal in your life is to meet someone special, why not increase your odds by having someone else do the work that's a, like a robot can do? Like for example, swiping, like why would you sit there swiping all day on Tinder when you can just have someone do it for you? If you believe that your time is worth more than three to $4 an hour, which is how much a virtual assistant costs like in Bangladesh, then why not outsource that yeah yeah one of my favorite things is tinder gold where you pay like eight dollars a month i think and yeah, then you I think it's more than that now, you right? only look at people that have already liked you yeah yeah uh so that's great too but you're also missing out because here's my theory on on tinder gold the most attractive women like the top one percent they're not swiping because they probably have tinder gold or they're getting so many matches that it's just like it's not worth their time you think that the most attractive women in the world pay for tinder gold i do know some yeah and they do Um, some don't, some do, but I also don't think that the most attractive girls are swiping as much as the ones that don't have like a ton of options. So by not swiping, you are missing out on a certain subset of people that just don't swipe Mm -hmm. like you, like you don't swipe. Our Venn diagram. It's like like both of us refuse to put the work. Exactly. We're both trying to save our time. Exactly. Right. So, and thus we shall not meet. (laughs) Yeah. And so like, wouldn't you kind of want to meet someone that thought like you that didn't want to swipe and kind of had abundance in their life and they didn't feel like it was necessary to do that for the same reasons that you do. Right. Um, whereas if you have a personal assistant doing it for you, you're being, you're like expanding your, your pool and your options. Mm -hmm. So I think that was, that was like one of the biggest things, just having that. Um, and also, uh, realizing that the biggest conclusion that we had besides, sorry, there was an implicit thing, which you didn't say, which is online dating is a high return activity. Yeah. So yeah, I was about to, yeah. So, Um, I, sh- yeah, I should have said that first, but <laughs> the ultimate conclusion after all these f-ing tests was online dating is the best way to leverage your time. If you want to actually meet like attractive women, that's really surprising to me. 
my question, especially for you, where you have a hundred thousand hours of experience talking to women during the day. Yeah. Hundred thousand, it might be high, but <laughs> no, millions of hours. <laughs> Truly, trillions of hours. Endless. Surely. You. <laughs> I feel like when you see someone attractive, especially during the day, because at night there's a weird dynamic, yeah. especially in the U.S., of the man is supposed to be approaching and the woman's job is to filter. So it sets yeah. you up in weird. But during the day when you see someone in a coffee shop, that interaction gives you a real chance to show your personality, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, which is a huge part of, I think, the thing that you like about meeting women is yeah. not just being your resume. Totally. So I'm surprised yeah. that that doesn't come out as the winner. Well, so I've met so many incredible people like this. Just, I mean, my ex, I met her just by approaching her randomly mm-hmm. on, a, on a college campus. Um, but when it comes to time spent, yeah. it just doesn't make sense, what especially you're if you're busy. T- you can just choke the time down if you have a virtual assistant. You can, well, but also like if you, if you take the necessary steps to make like a profile, that's like the ultimate landing page for you. So like a landing page is, you know, the, uh, a page that a business sets up to sell a product, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you go to apple.com, you click on the iPhone button, you'll see a page for iPhones that is a landing page. Right? Yeah, or I'm explaining cor- this to people that yeah, like yeah, might yeah. not Charisma know. Charismaoncommand.com slash university. Exactly. That is a landing people page. People could go there to check out Charisma University. So, so let's, let's, say, let's take a look at that page, right? So that it's, page... You're not going to like yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> we made that a long time ago. Well, when you guys made that page, you created it with the intention of convincing people on that page to buy your product. So mm-hmm. the words are carefully, you know, chosen. The content is all leading towards like one thing, a call to action where someone can click buy and you want them to make the decision to buy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so with online dating, it's the exact same thing, but like you are, you're the product. Mm-hmm. And so you can optimize if you know marketing, you can basically optimize your online dating profile the same way you would a landing page. And that's that idea was so interesting to me that that was the majority of what our time was spent focused on Mm -hmm. um, over the last two years. It's just like, how do you take like something that's controllable? Like your, your image and your message is totally in your hands. How do you make it in a way that attracts like the highest quality human beings? So I actually want to pause here because this is a question. So I know some of it might be your own closed off, but you've gone on 200 dates. Yeah. Uh, you have not found what you say that no. you're looking for. No. So I, the question I have a couple is when you view yourself as the product, the implicit thing is I want someone to pick me and I will go to any home that I can be delivered to. Now, perhaps that, that analogy breaks down. So you're not actually the product, but yeah, I, I kind of want to ask about that's, that. That's a good point. Um, so yeah, like with a, with a traditional product, your goal is to get as many customers as possible. Um, so it's it's kind of like a landing page, but with aggressive filtering. That's mm-hmm. what I would. That's how so I would like say. It's like college admissions, maybe. Yes, you're the Harvard admissions. Exactly. Right? exactly. <laughs> totally. Great. Yeah. Um, but I haven't. No, I have not found someone that I would date, and I think it's that's not a a result of the funnel. It's mm-hmm. a result of like of me, just okay. some internal issues that I have. Um, Do you think? And so the, I don't know the answer to this. This isn't yeah. even a leading question. Uh, this is one of the things that's interesting about online dating is you get to pick your filters. You mm-hmm. get to say what I think that I want. Yeah. Does is that how people work? Do people surprise themselves? Like I, I think I know what I want. Mm-hmm. Is that actually what's going to make me happy? I don't know what your experience of this is, or if you have any. I'm not sure what you mean, actually. So I think that I want, for instance, I get to put ages on it. I get to say I want you between this age and this age. Mm-hmm. If I want, I could filter depending on the app by uh, race. I could filter by religion. Yeah. I can and read your profile and go, oh, I don't like people who think that thing. Yeah. Is my own estimation of what's going to make me click with someone based on a profile accurate? 
in so so you're you're bringing up a question that i think that even like a lot of guys don't even have that option mm-hmm. right like they're not even getting matches got it so they, right? they got no no i, I no wasn't getting now. i wasn't getting anything got it like with so there's there's been some studies done indian men or asian men need to make at least $247,000 more than their white Caucasian counterpart to be seen in, on like equal footing. That's just in terms of attractiveness for yeah, women. Yeah. Yeah. So on your profile, you just make it very clear. <laughs> I, so, so, I make $247,000 well, more. I'm a 12 average, out of 10. Than the average man. Here, honestly, like kind of, yeah. kind of. So I, I use this information to like figure out like how to optimize it because I wasn't even in the position where I could think what you're thinking, which is like, what do I like? I have all these options. Like, which one is the one for me? Like, yeah, do I even yeah, know? Yeah. Like, that was not even a thought. So that this is a, this is a uh, first world problem that I'm bringing up, which yeah. is oh maybe maybe this pool isn't right. You're like no, I have no pool. There's no pool. Okay. Yeah, it was just literally no, no matches with anyone that I was attracted to. Okay. Is that right. where that gorgeous new tattoo sleeve came from? <laughs> <laughs> this was part of the crisis. <laughs> was this part of Operation Get Get Matches? <laughs> you know what? No, I actually waited three years on a waiting list for this. This is actually an wow. artist my ex picked out. Wow. Oh, wow. And it's excellent. So you were going to get this even while you were going to marry yeah. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. So this was unfortunately not related because if it was, it would be hilarious. Yeah. Like if I found out this was part of the optimization. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, yeah. This was part of the optimization. Oh, yeah. Mine is part of the optimization process. <laughs> ben and I had it. We had multiple conversations because Ben is a very thoughtful, cautious guy. And he's like, yeah. look. If we ever need to get a job again, I can always just wear a shirt that comes up to here and never roll my sleeves up. Yeah, I can just wear but a But for suit. dating apps, I could just put my shirt up to here. <laughs> Guess I'm <laughs> Yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, there's a reason mine ends where it ends. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I can go be a lawyer or an investment bank if I absolutely have to. Um, but I, I did have that realization that, or like after, I'm not going to get into all the details of it mm-hmm. because it's just kind of boring, but I, David and I basically were convinced that displaying that you're successful was important. Well, how do you do it? Because there's a bad way to do it, I think. You've right? There's totally a douche way to do it. So bad. So, well, so like, this might sound super unrelatable to a lot of guys who are like, well, I'm not successful. So like, I guess I can't do it. And so it's not really about being successful in life. It's just like, are you on the path to mm. being successful? Like we, David and I call it a rocket ship versus driftwood, right? There's certain people in life that are rocket ships. They're always working on a project. They're really ambitious. You kind of want to like ride on their coattails and like blast off into space with them. But there's other people that kind of come across as driftwood. They don't really know what they want to do. They're just floating. Um, they don't have goals or passions. And so, so what we found was that the most attractive women that had the most options uh, were specifically filtering for men that seemed like they were rocket ships, right? Uh, they wanted like ambitious men. And there's a lot of like theories as to why that might be true, uh, but that's just what we found. And so uh, for like the average guy, it, there's so many things that he can do to come across like someone who's a rocket ship. So for example, like let's say you're... Uh, a chef at some shitty restaurant and you're not really successful in life, but you still want to date like the women that you want to date and you don't want to settle. You could do things like in your bio, just cleverly wording things to make people understand that you're ambitious. So instead of saying that you're a chef at Chili's, you'd say, I'm a Michelin chef in training, right? Just like that's your goal. You want to be a Michelin chef, but you're in training, you're on the path to doing it, right? It's mm-hmm. so just like little clever wordings of like how you display your life makes such a big impact. And it also gives like women fodder to talk to you and ask questions about. Sure. 
Yeah. Sure. So I have a ton of questions, man. So obviously yeah. you have, I mean, in terms of rocket ship, you started two very successful companies yeah. and this is, you, you can't be responsible for what everyone does, but if you get on the date and you are a piece of driftwood yeah. <laughs> and you wrote Michelin <clears throat> chef, and this yeah. is the same thing with any sort of dating advice, it obviously isn't going to work, right? Like don't, just don't be driftwood. Got yeah. it. Like so, you so, literally just can't be like, if you're, if you're accepting in your life that you are driftwood and you're happy with that, then you also have to accept that in my opinion, you have to accept that you're not going to, potentially not going to date the top 1% Got it. of people. So right? change how you are mm-hmm. and also change how you present yourself. Yes. yes. Yeah. So a lot of people like are not driftwood, right? They're rocket ships, but they don't know how to package that message. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So I just want to clarify this. Yeah. If you are a man, because mm-hmm. I don't know if this applies to women or not. Yeah. And if dating is important to you, yeah. you think it is crucial to become an ambitious man. I do. Yes. Um, someone that's, just going places in life whether that's happening now or not just like someone that's you look at them and you're like that guy's on a path Mm -hmm. to like crushing it i think that's extremely extremely important yeah Mm -hmm. what do you guys what what are your thoughts on this no i disagree i just thought i I thought i agree wholeheartedly i thought when you when you had a dating app thing that might just be make a bio clever messages and then go to the date and you'll be fine and the thing is if you if i steal your profile and i steal your messages i just give you my phone and then I show up on the date. I have to match the cleverness of the messages yeah. and the ambition of the profile, or totally. else I'm just going to be a total catfish. Exactly, you exactly, know what I mean? like an emotional catfish almost. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's kind perfect. of what you would do. And so it's funny that men and women catfish in different ways. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not. A, it's not about necessarily the angle of the photo or the making it really mm-hmm. bright. It's about like you know, I work at Goldman Sachs. <laughs> exactly. And so, um, do you mind if I do like a if I mention the name of the? Go for it. Do whatever you want. Uh, so David and I, like after this entire journey, we started a, a business called endless options, which is an online course that teaches you how to crush it with online dating. And the entire thing is teaching people, not just like how to message and create a bio, but also how to be someone that is ambitious and has goals that will attract the top 1%. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you're not emotionally catfishing because you're actually super interested. And so what we try to do during the entire course is like to give people the tools to aim higher in life so that they can attract the types of women they want. Sure. If that makes sense. Got it. So part of the course yeah. is about growing as a person. Totally. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you're and, an excellent marketer, by the way. Yeah. I have to say. Thanks, man. Like, I want to buy it, and I don't even want to do. <laughs> Charlie doesn't even want to date. I don't even want. I'm literally, I, I'm actually trying to move in the opposite direction. I'm trying to become a monk, because yeah. this is, we can, and once we wrap this. Interesting. I have, well, well, f*** it, we're we here. do it on there. Uh, no, no, no. I just mean, after you kind of explain what you're up to. So, I think, Ben and I often talk about stages of life. And for somebody out there, I think the stage, for myself when I was younger, the stage of trying to appeal to women and get what you describe as the top 1%. Mm -hmm. It's a very life-affirming goal because, like you said, it made me go to the gym, start a business, move, learn three well, two languages. (laughs) I already spoke one of them. Uh, It made me do all these wonderful things for my life. But I also found that, and I think this is true for women to men as it is for men to men, women to women, having in the back of my mind the idea of being date this woman and then things will be better Mm -hmm. was a trap that I eventually caught myself. And... Uh, the realization that I'm coming to is being with someone is not going to make me happy. And it's really interesting because we have these terms like 
the top 1%. Well, is that the top 1% of people that are going to make me happy? Or is that the top 1% of beautiful women who are famous that I can feel validated by being Sure, there? yeah. And for me, yep. that's what I realized. I was like, wow, my top 1% isn't top 1%. My existence is joyful. It's, mm-hmm. they're totally beautiful. I have these butterflies in my belly and you know that and and i and i like them and and they remind me of my mom in this weird way that makes me feel safe and loved you know like that's yeah. what uh, yeah but didn't lead to lasting contentment in my life so i'm not saying that anybody shouldn't take this journey but yeah i'm curious where you are well personally. so like I'm, I'm i'm super super upfront about this like yeah. i haven't found like i'm selling yeah. this course on on how to like meet your soulmate and i haven't found my soulmate do you believe in a soulmate so what I experienced in my last relationship was pretty mind blowing in terms of like how deeply I believed that that mm-hmm. person was my soulmate. I was not correct. I, actually, I can't even say that because I didn't put in the correct effort to like do that relationship properly. Well, what is your concept of a soulmate? So do you think there's multiple soulmates? Do you think that a soulmate is defined by the length of time one is in a relationship think, or by something else? I think soulmate is a little bit of a, an exaggerated term because it, it's kind of like it's singular, right? Mm-hmm. But there's plenty of people that you could deeply connect with. And I've met some incredible, incredible people. And here's, by the way, here's what's kind of weird. If I had met my ex today for the first time, I still wouldn't date her. And so that's, I think like the issue there is like something totally separate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as far as like filtering for a specific type of person and having endless options of you know like what you can pick this is like the funnel to do it i haven't personally done it though so let me let me this is a question for you i actually i think the product could be i haven't done it yeah like excellent for somebody at the right time of their Mm -hmm. life but for you i'm just curious where how you feel if i had endless options of uh different kinds of eggs to eat Mm -hmm. for instance yeah and i that would not necessarily improve my life because the thing that i had endless options of Mm -hmm. Even if I had the top one percent of these eggs, is not going to make my life totally. Better. So I'm curious: Do you feel that marrying, being with the right woman, is going to have a tangible positive impact on your life? I don't know. I I, I have this thought. This uh, is not a knock against women. This is this is yeah. Like for yeah. me, I, I talk often about romanticism and like yeah. the idea that there's another half out there. Like if I have a soulmate, it's Ben. As gleam as that sounds, <laughs> like dude, I said the same thing with David. And the like, sex is yeah, okay, and it yeah. was about years ago. But like, no, <laughs> dude. I David is like I, I consider him my husband. Or it might, <laughs> like, it might ruin your relationship. You know, with David. I'm thankful that I'm <laughs> not for that. Yeah. I often think about you know I, we joke we make the same exact joke all dude. Yeah. If we were, but it's like you know what? What we have is f-ing awesome, and every yeah. time we add sex into a relationship, it, it gets worse. Get, it, it gets more it gets, complicated. It gets better, for sure. and then it yeah, ends. Yeah. Like, and, and so like regarding the whole endless options thing, like that's literally a name that was chosen for marketing purposes, yeah. right? And I this is something I actually want people to realize because. And also you, you mentioned like, I'm a good marketer. Like mm-hmm. guys, even if you're not going to buy the product, just watch the, the marketing video that I did. So this. I'm sure it's amazing because <laughs> it's, it's like, upsetting. I sent it to you. I said, we need to hire Jesse to do our marketing. I don't think we can. He has a $60,000 mansion. To <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crack so like, just watch the marketing of that and to understand like how I'm thinking about this, because the same way I think about like marketing is how I think about dating. Mm-hmm. And so you have to hook people's attention, kind of like appeal to their reptile brain at first and, and then give them like a more deep message later. Yeah, there's a tasteful amount of female butts in that video. <laughs> One every six minutes. Just to keep your attention. Oh, this is a super interesting topic for me because I'd love to hear how you think of the ethics of marketing because what you just said is something I wrestle with Mm -hmm. which is I'd love to live in the world where the most uh, top brain cognitive well-explained thing 
uh, moves people to action. Yeah. But as you've experienced and I've experienced, what moves people is reptile brain. And yeah. reptile brain wants boobs, butts, status, yeah. food, satiation, uh, the destruction of my enemies, <laughs> you know, like yeah. very uh, base base desires. And so when you, whether, you know, and whatever you swap out boobs for abs yeah, or yeah whatever it is uh safety so when you're selling for instance a fitness product yeah what is often sold is the abs and everybody will look at you and oh my god they're ogling you and yeah. then the product at some point has to be like okay now time to do a thousand sit-ups over the course yeah, of yeah. several months yep. you know like so how do you uh, what do you what do you any interesting ideas on the ethics of yeah marketing yeah totally how you wrestle oh my god with that? so many so <clears throat> with marketing my belief is like if you're product is genuinely life-changing and amazing it's almost your duty to get it into as many hands as possible and so um with with this with endless options for example this is how the marketing works uh we advertise that people will get a like the best line for tinder ever right and the thumbnail is blurred out you can't see it so it creates intrigue and in people's minds they think this line will solve all my all problems, problems right it's like a magic bullet type of thing and i know this is how humans work and so i use that as like the first step and then from there when they come in they watch the video they start to get a little more detailed answer as to like what i'm actually selling mm -hmm. which is an entire system of leveraging i call it like emotional highs it's basically like a lesson in marketing like i'm teaching people how to market but tying it to dating and so if they like that message then they can take the next step which is to buy the product but it's mm -hmm. like baby stepping uh your way to what you're actually trying to say um and i think if you if you do that that properly and honestly then there's no problem but some people might think it's misleading to give, you know, like a line away and then put like this other message behind it. Yeah. I don't think it's, that's misleading. I think that's just like a way to capture people's attention. And if they don't want to watch it, they can just exit out of the video. Yeah. I don't think that part's misleading because your course, yeah. your course has the sentence. It's not yeah. like you promise it and then yeah. you say, Oh, well, we were just kidding. Yeah. My question is, so you said if you have an amazing life changing course, mm -hmm. then the more people you can get it to the better. Yeah. I know people who sell courses that are not very good. Yeah, that me too. are destructive. They are. They're, totally. I would suggest no one buy them. The yep. cost is not worth the value. They think that their course is amazing. This, this is the. This and is so, the issue. so how do we? This so how? So like, how do you know that you aren't? How does self, one know? How no, does no, that's exactly. Okay. Sorry, yeah, that's not an attack on you. I'm saying how? How does one know if they're self deceiving? Because the incentives are weird. Because if you can convince yourself, like I met a marketer and he said, you owe it to your fans to lie to them to get them to buy your course because your course is good. And I went, what? That's very said, interesting. Do you think Chris University... He didn't say yeah, lie, no. to be clear. He did, the marketers never say that. He said in this particular case, he said, you say that you won't discount your course, but you owe it to the fans who haven't bought on your email list to mm -hmm. discount it there so that they no, can get say it because it's No, so it's a lie. It was to say a bonus is only available with this deal, but actually the yeah. bonus is always available. And it was, he, a, it was a lie. He didn't say you owe it to them to lie. Sure. He had to disguise that in sure, but, so, and so, to do this and thing so to that him, is a lie. And okay. so to him, he's saying, do you think Christmas University changes lives? Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. In that case, you actually owe it to people, which I, I don't agree with this, but you owe it to people to say this lie. That's his justification for lying throughout his marketing. So I'm saying like, there are people out there who are just trying to rip people off, yeah. make as much money as possible. And they can use that ethos of if it's life changing, then you owe it to people. So yeah. how do you how do you tell There's, when what you're doing is actually good yeah, for yeah. people or destructive or so the like 
blanket solution I would have here is just offer a very lenient refund policy, which is what I do for everything. Yeah. Like for Jump Cut, we would offer a year, like literally a full year you yeah. can get a refund. Um, is that true? No questions asked? No, like no, you have no, to jump through hoops? There is friction. So we want people to prove they did the work. Um, but if they email in twice and they just say, I don't want to do the work, we just give them the refund anyway. Um, but with endless options, it's just no friction, 30 days, just like if you want a refund, go ahead. Uh, I actually am a huge fan of adding friction to it as long as you make it very clear before they buy the course that they have to do the work to to get the refund. Because I think it's like a huge disservice to yourself if you're going to buy a course and not even try it and see if it works for yourself. Because I know, I know for a fact it f***ing works. Mm-hmm. And so when someone just doesn't even like try... It does irritate me a little bit, um, but I well, think just, just to level set, I agree yeah. with you. I agree with you on the on the refund policy in the yeah. sense that if you have a no questions asked money back guarantee that extends to the point where someone can try the program, I yeah. do. I do think that's a nice. I know I'm not lying to myself. That's my solution. Yeah, I, go, I know I'm not yeah. lying to myself. I don't know if it's good. You decide. Yeah, you know what I mean? and then like, and then the only money you get to keep is from people who are happy they bought. Yeah. Or so yeah, that's, I've, I've come to the same conclusion as well. I, I think that if people are buying online courses, the first thing they should dig into is the refund policy. Yes. Because I've actually yes. seen, I won't name them, but I saw a guy name who, who, shame who said <laughs> it was a no questions asked money back guarantee. Yeah. And when I chatted with their support, because I didn't believe it, because the guy has a reputation for being scummy, yeah. they were like, yeah, it's no questions asked. You just have to fill out these things and yeah, show you yeah. went through the mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And like, here's the, I was yeah. like, oh my God. So yeah, that, yeah, that, so, so like in Jump Cut, every single email, every single, like on the page, it says refund policy. You have to show that you do the work. So like that's very obvious. Oh, um, so it says like refund policy and then it says it. Yes, yes. I like that. Yeah. And then with endless options, we just do 30 days. Like I think that as long as you're offering that to the customer, then they can make that decision. Like sure, you said. then if they keep your yeah. product and they let you keep their money, yes, they're happy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, so I don't actually have, I don't disagree, but I, I think it's interesting and worth, I just want to ask. So it's like the goal on the front end of marketing <clears throat> is as little friction as possible. It's like yeah. whip out your credit card, yeah. make this impulse purchase, come on Reptile totally. Brain, get on board. Yeah. And then with the action back guarantee or action based guarantee, it's like it's like an arrow going in. You know what I mean? It, there's friction on the way out. Yeah. I, I haven't thought deeply about it, but that that always irked me when people talked about that. So I'm curious if you have any thoughts on action based or if you just like as long as it's clear. Well, what's action based like? What do so you mean? action based is you have to fill out these modules, go this far, but not this far into the course. The okay. Basically things that uh, the, the generally the goal is all I want you to have to do to, to enter is to give me money. But yeah. in order to exit, you need to prove things to me. But it's yeah. like, well, why didn't you have them prove their merit on the way in? If, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not saying this is you, but I, I've heard the justification this action-based guarantee is because I want action takers. Yeah. To which I say, you know, college put admissions on the front end. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They, won't they, take your mo- prove, they won't take they your won't money. They won't take your money. <laughs> yeah. You have to prove it. So I'm curious if you've thought about that at all. Or- um, I agree it's annoying. Mm-hmm. It is annoying um, to add like some sort of friction to the thing. I just think that if you're super honest about it on the front end, it's okay. Got it. Um, now, with that said people don't read everything they don't look at every single thing that's on a page and some people are surprised by it and so what we what we did at jump cut was if the tone of someone's email or the way they were communicating to us was 
I genuinely did not know this was the thing. You just give them a refund. Got it. But if they do know, like a lot of times for like with the, with jump cut stuff, uh, people would ask for, if someone would ask for a refund, they would just know like right away that they have to prove they have to do the work. And so mm-hmm. they'd be ready. Right. And they'd give it to you. Yeah. Well, that's good. That, yeah. that, that, I guess that means, and you're kind of testing, you're getting the feedback from people who are sending yeah. in their work at yep. that point. Yep. And I also understand I guess yeah, different products are different with, you know, it should, should jump cut obviously takes work, right? You're building mm-hmm. a YouTube channel. Yeah. You've got to put effort into it. It's fucking hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, inter- <laughs> it's Yo, really hard. <laughs> it takes time versus like send this text swipe here is, is yeah. it sounds like a little bit easier. Well, it sounds like this product again, haven't gone through it, not recommending it, but just saying, yeah. uh, this is everybody's dream. What you're describing, which is, I mean, back before the days of online dating, yeah was like, I want, you know, women or men on demand to the uh, restaurant of my choice for a first date. Yeah. With, as little, effort which is, with yeah. as little effort as possible. It's yeah. kind of, it is a marketer's dream product to sell. <laughs> yeah. yes. We thought about it. I just, I, the reason that we didn't hop into it is because I'm not convinced that dating, it, well, for me, it is for somebody. Mm-hmm. I've been disenchanted with the idea that I'm going to, and I have, I meet them. They're so special. They're perfect. Oh my God. Yeah. Like my ex was my entire life and like, you know, alienated me from my friends a little bit. That's okay. Like <laughs> we're coming back to home and love and unconditionality. So I've, I've stepped away from that personally, yeah. but I definitely see that there's a space. Oh no, dude, there. it is. I told you this. So you end up giving me free access to your course, yeah. but I was going to buy it. He said, <laughs> he sent me the video and he said, he said, Hey, you know, marketing and you've been doing videos. Can you give me feedback? And my feedback was literally the last six percent i don't like but i like the first 94 percent so much that i'm gonna buy it my reptile brain <laughs> yeah. is aroused no and then he was and you were like yeah don't i'll get you access but like that's how good it was thanks man i appreciate that um but yeah those same skills are transferred to online dating like that's like i i guess like if there's one thing that i want people to understand is the marketing you see in the course is the same skill set that i teach you for leveraging online dating now whether like what you were saying whether or not online dating or dating in general should be a focus or whatever. Yeah. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm still on this journey myself. Like I have no idea. Well, so can I put, has how you obviously were depressed when you started these travels. Yeah. You're, I presume much better now. Uh, happiest I've ever been. Great. Yeah. Okay. So really? that's awesome. Yeah. Congrats, man. I didn't I, know that. I was, uh, so one of the things that actually like spurred this idea of traveling was my, one of my best friends asked me like, two and a half years ago before I started doing any of this is what's your daily happiness? This is when I was still in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I told him three out of 10. And to me, that was such a normal thing to say, like three out of 10. That's my average. Like that's normal. And he was just like, dude, let's sit down. We sat down on the curb and he's like, dude, that's like suicidal, like potentially on the path to suicide. Yeah, why keep going? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, and so he started telling me all this stuff and it was so like, I knew it again in the back of my head, but I was just ignoring it. Mm-hmm. And it just like lit a fire under my ass and I was like, Oh shit, that's really bad. And so now when I compare my current happiness, I'm just like, how could I have lived so long at like three out of 10 Hmm. consistently when like, this is what it's supposed to feel like. I'm not a, what is it now? Seven. Great. About a seven. Yeah. Um, which is excellent. Like, I think if you're at a 10 all the time, (laughs) God bless you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's awesome. Good for you. I'll have days that I'm at a 10, but like average seven. Yeah. And that's, that seven was mostly when you were traveling the world with David and it sounds like it wasn't even so much right right now. Oh, it's right now. Yeah. yeah. Even while you're, cause I know you're working really hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a seven now. What Um, worked? What was the, I'd like to honestly being, honestly, what what worked and what didn't say it again, being single, being Mm -hmm. single, um, just made me a lot happier. Why? And I think I, I'm, I'm not sure if I said this already, but I think I've just grown too independent for relationships. 
like I always have this thought, like I'm too independent now. And especially like after being single for two years, like I really enjoy being, having the optionality of just being alone without worrying about how someone else is going to perceive that, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I just came back from a trip uh, to Mexico with like one of the most incredible women I've ever met. And it was five days long. And at the end of it, even though like she's one of the most incredible women I've ever met, I was so happy to like have my time alone afterwards. Right. How'd you meet? Uh, Instagram. All right. Endless. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's one of the things we teach. Like actually the best dating app in the world is not Tinder Bumble. It's, it's Instagram. Um, and just knowing how to work the whole Instagram thing is like a whole other thing. But, and so you have a VA essentially who's on there, who is contacting people that are your type. Yes. And by the way, every single girl that I go on a date with knows that I do this. They know about the funnel. They know that they were contacted by a virtual assistant. They know before you meet them in person. No, I tell them in person. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, cause I want to have, I want to give the opportunity to like say it in a way where they can like walk through my thought process with Mm -hmm. me. Right. And I've had a couple girls get pretty offended by it. Um, it's happened twice. Uh, but then after like some time they were able to get to more neutral leaning slightly towards negative, but like more neutral, like reaction. Why were they offended? They, it's the same thing I kind of said earlier about the sterility of it. Just like, so they were like, oh, this was just one. Well, and they're messaging, and, they're messaging someone they think's named Jesse that just, looks I'm like Jesse. I'm just asking. Well, well, so like, just, not Jesse. just to be super clear, the messaging, um, is only the initial message. And from there, I just take it from there. Oh, you do. See, All right. Cool. Uh, yeah. So for that, at that point, I'm like, it's a message I don't that have a that, strong reaction. No, yeah, yeah, that I'm down with. What would be yeah. weird is if you've, that you've been going back and forth. No virtual, messages. no virtual assistant is good enough to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Not like, I wish that now. that's something I could see someone being offended by, though. Like, I wish like there was one because I might like experiment <laughs> with that. But, but there's <laughs> might. <laughs> Lord knows, I might. I might do it. Um, but uh, no, no. Like after their initial message, just me, and like I'm sending voice notes. I usually do voice notes, yeah. and so it, they're talking to me, um, but. 99.9% of women, whatever the number, two out of 200, uh, one, like a 99% just don't care. They mm-hmm. think it's, uh, and then there's a percentage that think it's like Hilarious. so clever yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're like, what the f- I need to do this. And they like, we start brainstorming ways they can do it in their own life mm-hmm. or with their own dating life. And, um, I've actually had my virtual assistant work with a girl on her Tinder after she heard about it. <laughs> she's like, can I please like try this? And like, it's, it's just like an interesting, funny thing mm-hmm. for most people. Women's um, Tinders and all that stuff is so under optimized. I mean, yeah. you know, they put in a couple of photos, but the bios are often nothing, nothing like or a sentence or yeah, like yeah. an emoji or Here's just my yeah. Instagram. But know? the thing is dudes do that too. Wow. And so, um, I've, I've had almost every, cause I'm so obsessed with like this online dating thing that I, I, it naturally comes up in most conversations on dates. And so I will ask girls if I can see their Tinder and just like scrolling through dudes is so interesting because you think that like, you know, girls that have a lot of options, they don't need to like put in work in their profile. Therefore, like it kind of makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. an attractive girl doesn't need to do that stuff. Mm -hmm. Guys do, but they still don't. And mm-hmm. it's so strange for me to look at this and just, I I get it now why most guys think that online dating doesn't work because mm-hmm. they just don't approach it like a marketing landing page. Well, I you assume know? I assume that it's important to have a good bio, but that you you really need to make it 
powerful per word. Because if, if I had oh, yes. a three-paragraph yeah. essay yeah. for a Tinder profile, <clears throat> it doesn't matter how handsome I am. Nope. It doesn't matter what those words are. That level of trying hard is probably so off-putting. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys want me to read you my, my Tinder bio? Go for it. <laughs> okay. Go for it. Read yeah, because when I hear when I hear you guys talking about, like, oh, it's a landing page, this and that, that's what I imagine people doing. It's going, oh, sick, I'll list all my accolades. And it's like, no, this is still... 4.0 GPA. This is still a dating <laughs> app, and the goal is to create some emotion, but you will... It'll be off-putting if you write a huge essay. It's a poem. It's got to be tight. Yeah, it's a haiku. (laughs) (laughs) This is actually much longer than I would have expected. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's nine lines of text. Yeah, yeah. Um, May I look at your photos? Sure. Only three. Interesting. Yes, this is also intentional. Um, Just three of your best? Yeah, because I've... Because you can only get worse, right? Exactly. Seriously. This is also why... This this is why I've gone to a girl's sixth photo in the past and been like, yes, 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 yes. Um, You know, not... And and you're judged off your worst photo. Exactly. Exactly. And so, do we test this like crazy? Like, Tinder's official blog says that you should upload, I think, like six pictures, and they they found that increases the amount. We weren't able to replicate that. Yeah. Um, three just three really good pictures just does fine uh and every one after that is just like an opportunity for her to say no mm-hmm. it's kind of like uh if you have if you're talking to someone and they have some like food in their teeth yeah yeah like all you can really think about is like that little piece of food even though everything else might be amazing it's like that one thing you're like you need to what i food. sense on is i know that you're showing me your best so if i'm not attracted to your absolute five or six yeah. best then yeah. i can predict that in person there's not it's going to yeah. be I mean, it's it's a rare thing that you show up on an online date and like, wow, you're so much more beautiful than yeah. you were in your photos. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? like, exactly. People know how to take pictures these days. Yeah. So um, what's what's the worst thing that you guys ever tried? What's the thing you were like, oh, this is going to be sick? And I mean, just, it sounds like the sixty thousand yeah, dollars. Well, okay, that was the, the first. <laughs> the second was so we we were going to spend fifteen thousand dollars hiring Sam Colder. I don't know if you know who he is. No. He's like one of the most famous Instagram travel photographers, right? So our thinking was, let's find the best photographer like on the internet and have him take our pictures. Because if you go to his Instagram, his pictures are amazing. And so I contacted him and we had this whole conversation and his quote was 15K, but like he wouldn't be able to do it for a while or something happened where like he couldn't do it. And so David and I were like, okay, well in the meantime, we still need to like figure something out. So we just hired like a $50 an hour photographer and we had him take 2000 pictures in one day just like burst fire just and we were able to take like six or seven of those pictures and make them like our dating profile pictures Mm. and that was so effective that there was no need to spend that much money on like a photographer and so that's one of the things we teach in the course is just like just take a thousand pictures with a decent photographer or an iPhone portrait and you're done forever Yeah. yeah yeah you're just done um you don't need to spend a ton of money just take a bunch and you're eventually going to catch a certain angle where you look pretty good got it yeah. interesting and and i'm presuming i don't know if you've ever experienced this but i'm not that you look tremendously different but have you ever catfished someone do you feel like do you feel like you've ever had such a good photo experience that you show <laughs> yes. up and yeah. you've like yeah so so i'm five foot i'm five foot seven uh-huh. so it doesn't really yeah yeah, yeah. You, you have a taller presence than that <laughs> thanks <laughs> and so uh it doesn't on tinder you don't put your height and i don't think on bumble i think you can on bumble mm-hmm. but on hinge i don't think it's there but like hinge, lo- hinge is on there yeah. it is okay well a lot of dating apps like it's either optional or you don't have to and i just don't include it because i don't yeah. like it's on one more reason to say no because yeah. i feel like my my personality i'm like i believe in myself right yeah, i yeah. feel like if someone meets me there's a decent chance we'll get along and i found that to be true um i have had and so for example this girl that i went to mexico with 
I met her on IG and she had no idea like how tall I was, but apparently she thought I was a lot taller. She's six foot seven. She's five. (laughs) She's five foot 11. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so she, how's uh, that first meeting when we, when we kissed, it looked like a mama bird feeding its baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that wasn't the first meeting. So did you notice anything on her face when you saw her first that she was like, no, no, um, no, not at all. Okay. But she did bring it up. Uh, she brought it up. I, I, I asked her like some sort of question like what do you say in that I'm sure this is something that that uh, yeah, yeah. guys have asked I don't I'm six feet tall it has not come up so I don't yeah. have good advice yeah um, I just don't say I just like make fun of it okay so she brings it up yeah. she goes yeah, what did she oh, say? Wow, give, us, give us a little play by play you're yeah, shorter so than I expected well, or, what she said was I just wish I like you were eye level at least that was like what she said to me yeah. but she's like a really ruthlessly funny kind of girl yeah. where she said it in a non-offensive way yeah but she had the ball like I'm sure a lot of women are thinking it yeah but she had like the balls to say it you know and we talked about it for a bit. I asked her, like, genuinely, like, does, is this something that bothers you? And she's like, up until I met you, yes. And, like, but after meeting you, it changed my mind a little bit. But it still does bother me to a degree. So what you kind of had in that moment was non-defensiveness, mm-hmm. non-reactive. Like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is that, does that bother you? It's oh, interesting is actually the yeah. perfect way. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, interesting. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So you were... You didn't. It sounds like it didn't affect your self valuation, and she could read no, that off exactly. Of you, yeah, and then yeah. that is attractive in and of itself. Yeah, I used to be super insecure about my height, mm-hmm. and I had is all there anything the, that somebody can do. I don't. I mean, like, I guess everybody has their thing that they're insecure about. Yeah, is the, what? How? How does somebody, in your uh, estimation, just just if you can't change it, just don't. And There's it seems to me it's just yeah. it's just kind of time. Like somebody's mean to you, and you wake up the next morning, yep. and you're like, "Well, still here." You know what I mean? Like, but also like I've never. I'm sure I've missed out on opportunities because of my height, mm-hmm. but focusing on that would have made me also miss out on a ton of other opportunities. Sure, sure. Um, but also like I honestly have never consciously been aware of an opportunity that was missed because of it. Mm-hmm. Like never. So. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So who cares? It hasn't really impacted me. No. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah. You have enough money to blow it on Conor McGregor's mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you still work? You have simple pickup money, so, junk up money. Like at some point, do you think you'll stop and focus on other stuff? Or? That's what I did for two years, like essentially, yeah. like was that. But then the reason I made endless options, dude, before. So once like I learned all this shit with David. I didn't want to work. So I would be calling every person I knew in the dating industry that was still like actively doing this. I think I even talked to you guys about this. I was like, someone needs to make a f-ing product. I think you, yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. I you was did. like trying to convince like all these people to do it. And everyone was just like, Oh, sounds cool. But, but no. And eventually it got to the point where I was just like, the world just needs it. And mm-hmm. that might sound like fake or gimmicky, but the reality is that was a huge, huge part of it. Just like this needs to be taught why not turn it into a business so that I can expense everything that I did for the money? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, that was like part of the thinking, just like the world needs yeah. this. And like, I'm so passionate about it. I could teach this effectively. I'll it's, already, it's already no, been I'll profitable. That. It was a flower job. Yeah. Right you were like, dude, you guys have to do this. We're like, nah, no, yeah. this isn't us. No, I had that conversation with like 30 people and almost everyone just, and I, I thought it was because it was a bad idea. So it was either like, this is genius or People have already tried, and it's just proven no, it's, to not. Well, I do think you're. I right do think idea. you're the perfect spokesperson for it, though. For yeah. Like five seven, yeah, brown skinned. Yeah, you you can answer all of the well, wait, but objections. Yep. you know what I'm I mean, saying. The first sentence in the in the marketing video is uh, online dating never worked for me. At first, I thought it was because I was too. <laughs>
ugly mm-hmm. like that's the first sentence and so like it immediately sets the tone of like if i can do it so can you type yeah. of thing yeah no i do think, i think you're great for it because the one thing that's funny is you, you always refer to david as your ugliest student yeah. which is hilarious because he's a jack six foot tall white guy like <laughs> he's, he, he's, he's balding he's, he's actually been called ugly by quite a few girls because really? of his schnoz and his balding <laughs> he's, he's six feet tall and yoked though like he's i don't know yeah 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 i could see people would have objections for him yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah be like well I can see it working for you because you're six feet tall. And yeah, yeah. Shirtless yeah. photo of David's. Exactly. It's oh, nice. he's eight pack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, with me, it's, there's definitely an intrigue factor of like, wait, like how you is said that it, possible? Man. People, people yeah. understand whether you're white or Indian or Asian of any kind that the stat that you said, which is that Asian men yep. have a more difficult time mm-hmm. in online dating. Mm-hmm. So I actually have, before I hop into my <clears> other question, which is completely out of left field, have you found that to be as true online as offline is the one different like because because there is yes i have oh, like i guess is it and is it primarily with white women is it is it asian women as well have that same i don't know if it's a prejudice or um so for real life it's easier uh to for me at least to spark attraction before i did all the stuff to optimize my online dating profile but now that i've done that it's like a thousand times easier online. Interesting. Yeah. And so I, I, I'm trying to say this in like in the least douchey way possible, but like everyone's attracted to like what they're attracted to. And personally, the type of per, the woman that I'm attracted to is not the type of woman that society would normally see with a guy like me. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the reality. Right. And so if I, like I was trying to figure out how to leverage the internet to do this, if it, the, if Asians are like statistically less likely to date anyone using online dating, uh, how would I be dating quote unquote models? Right. Um, and once I realized it was just a game of social value and displaying it properly and showing that you're like a successful, ambitious person that has like wit or whatever, uh, then, then it became very, very, very easy. But I would say for most guys that don't understand that it's like, you would just go online and, and just realize that this doesn't work for you. Yeah. And what's interesting is your photos. So you had said show your wealth or your ambition or whatever. Yeah. But your photos are not you with Maseratis, which is what yeah. I thought they might no. be. It's you leaning on a pool table. Yeah. And then you just behind in a, in with, with nothing back. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? So like like this, yeah. people listening to this might be like, I don't have this kind of wealth. No, there's nothing in your profile. Yeah, I, I was surprised. No, there's no, there's no, this is part of the filtering. There's no Maserati. Yeah. This is part of the filtering. Like I want people to like pick up on the subtleties of just like, this is a successful person because I have like founder at jump cut, but I also talk about like, I've been traveling for two years because I've built a business and I've worked and earned like the ability to do this. Um, so those types of things and like the right type of person will read that and be like, oh, okay, so he's successful. Sure. It just doesn't look like a Ty Lopez yes, ad. Totally. It's not you in totally. your garage with your <laughs> exactly. Ferrari. Exactly. This is yeah. a gimme question. And I, I, I know the answer, I think, but when you, if you lean on that social value, even in the way that you did, are you getting people that are uh, coattail riders? Cause you're like, oh, that's a rocket ship. Yep. I want to ride his coattails. <clears throat> Does that happen? And is that a concern? No, I think that if someone can recognize the value of like interacting and filtering for people that are successful, that's like really smart thing to do. Like if you're going to, if you're a girl and, and you are trying to figure out who to date, why not filter for people that are smart, ambitious, successful, Mm -hmm. right? And if you're a man, why not make your profile come across as someone who is that type? So I just think like, sure, that's true, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Got it. Yeah. As long as like, it can be a bad thing if you do it in the wrong way. Like for example, those parties, that was like a similar thing, except the way that it was done attracted 
essentially gold diggers. Yeah, well, right? and the, I think the punchline is if you're looking for your wife, 19-year-old girl that's going to the club, sure. it's just like, <laughs> exactly. probably not your girl exactly. at this point in time. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay, and so I don't know. Do left field it. No, no, left field it. Okay, so the one thing that I'd written down that I wanted to ask you about out of left field is jump cut. Yeah. You took on investors. Yeah. You have money at the time. Is that a regret? Because now you have a boss, kind of. This is just my own personal. Oh, interesting. Because um, we're looking at like, okay, we've built charisma on command. We yeah. have enough money to pay for our lives and enough money to kind of fundraise a small other business if we jumped into it. Yeah. We've been thinking about MDMA, ayahuasca, clinics. How's that going to work in the next couple of years? I don't think I'd ever want investors. I'm just curious what your experience of that is. It totally changed everything. And in my opinion, in a way that was negative because... So it depends what your goal is. Like, do you want a lifestyle business or do you want to eventually create like a billion dollar company? No, no. I, so this was, I actually heard this because I, I did sit down with Kong once and he meant the billion dollar company came up. Yeah. And I, I, he couldn't explain it to me in a way that made sense to me, but I was like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what does a billion dollars do for I think one? it's ego. I think it's like you want to build it for ego. So like, um, like one of the things that happened at Jump Cut that was like a common almost like a culture thing in startups in general. Cause we went through this, this accelerator called Y Combinator, which yeah. was incredible. Like one of the best experiences of my life. But one of the things behind the culture of startups is you want to create something that has a very small chance of working, but if it does work, it's like hockey stick growth. Mm. Right. Mm. And that way you can have like the biggest impact in the world. Right. And that's the way to describe it. That's like less ego based, I guess. But the reality is, at least from like what I noticed, is a lot of people just want to say they have a big. They don't even care what the company is. Mm -hmm. They don't care what it's doing. Impact is the is the uh, one of the fakest words of people who know that they can't say that they want money. Yeah, but really need their ego strokes, so they say they need to impact. Yeah, people. That's so, that's my experience <laughs> of the word impact. So, <laughs> like, for example, I, I was talking to a founder um, that was in YC, and I asked him like, "What's the most important thing to you when it comes to like?" this like why are you doing this and he's like i want to run a big team that was like mm -hmm. his main main goal and so the i think like why people do that has a lot to do with ego like they just want to be like on top with like a lot of people looking up to them and like managing because it fulfills maybe like a parental childhood dream mm -hmm. or something where it's like my son has made it at least because a lot of people in yc are asian that's why i'm saying this because like, yeah, that's yeah. how asian yeah, parents yeah. are <laughs> um but for me, that's not just not my philosophy. I just want to. I just want to have fun. Like, well, one one thing, one thing you said too is that the, the fundraising they're looking for a low probability of a hockey stick. Yeah. Implicit in that is they're going to make decisions that could fail your business, which yes. you would never do if you were bootstrapping. You, we would never take a risk. Yeah. That might yeah. bankrupt us. You also but, have to like check in now with your investors. Sure. But yeah. I'm saying they're okay if you go to zero. They have oh, 20 yeah. people in their portfolio. Exactly, yeah. Two of them have They're to make 100x. You. They're expecting you to go to zero. 18 yeah. of you can yeah. go to zero. And well, so you, you sit do down. play it safe. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Can't you can't go, for you five can't go hey, we're going to grow 10%. Yeah. And I'm going to make, I'm making this up, 120 grand this year, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. And they go, no, that's absolutely unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Like you need to, you need to make a million dollars this year or. And then die. million next year. Or just have your company die. Yeah. So it changes the way that you operate. It changes the way that you, um, like the projects that you take on. So like you might not take on, for example, the MDMA thing because it doesn't provide as much of like a hockey stick opportunity as like this other thing that you're not as interested in. Yeah, and then if you have scale in the same way, and yeah. if you have a bunch of investors that are pressuring you, like I can't imagine doing that in a business because it would remove all the fun from it. Hmm. Cause I like having like the, 
luxury of just saying like, I want to do this weird thing just to see what happens. Or I want to do this idea that might not make like the most money, but you know, like online dating product, it's like such an odd thing to do. It's not a Y combinator. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it actually, it could be. <laughs> I think this is, I mean, be. to be fair, this is a but, massive, yeah. massive market. Yeah. I, I think, like I said earlier, I cannot vouch for the product as I'm saying, but yeah. the promise that you are making is the secret wish of every young man, mm-hmm. which is to put very little effort in and go out on a date with a beautiful, attractive, interesting woman who was interested in him. Yeah. Like that is, and just to be clear, the amount of effort that I put in was, and David was 60 plus hours a week and a, over a quarter of a million dollars for right. two years. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's and an insane. You would do that for them is the dream. Yes. You know? but like, it's, it's also true. Like, yeah. and so like after all that time and all that money spent, we figured out like the few things that had the biggest impact and we packaged it into a course and we're selling it. And to be honest, like this is not marketing bullshit, but it also kind of is, but it's true when I see a sale come in. So the product we're, we're continually raising the price. So right now it's at 400. I think it'll be much higher soon, just depending on like which test wins. Right. Um, but when I see those sales come in, I'm just like happy that it's selling, but also at the same time, like I know the value of like what we're teaching. That's it's way more than $400. It's way more than a thousand dollars. And so even though it is expensive, I think it's like a hundred percent worth it. And and just um, clarify, you said your money back guarantee is thirty days, 30 no days. questions asked. Yeah, yeah. You email, you get your money back. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Um, not saying that that's what's going to be forever, but mm-hmm. as of right now, that's what it is. Cool. We might change things in the future with our business for how we do money back guarantees, or mm-hmm. I, I don't know yet. Um, yeah. All right. So I think we just wound up. This is super good. Honestly, you are. An excellent speaker. Excellent. Oh, thanks, man. Um, you're a killer <laughs> f- marketer. I almost feel guilty for how much this sells your course because truly that is not my intention at all. I'm just interested in, in what's I mean, going on in your life. I think people just watch it from a marketing perspective. Watch That's it all from whatever say. perspective you want. Yeah. What I can say is Ben and I do not endorse. We've not gone through it. You, if you liked it, feel free. We can put a link to it in the description. Cool. Um, I guess what we're saying is, will you market our podcast? <laughs> yes. It's not an affiliate thing. Uh, I, don't, guys, do I don't even have an audience. You guys have insane audience yeah. like how does it okay one question sure do you feel like what's that like that cheesy spider-man quote like with great, great power, power comes great responsibility like yes. it's insane because i've been so i've been weird. watching you guys you guys have had almost hockey stick growth essentially like and it has a lot of channels you'll see this like parabola almost mm-hmm. right you guys have been around long enough where I think I should have seen that by now. Like it's, it's just starting. It's coming, Jesse. It's coming. <laughs> no, I'm feeling. I'm feeling burnt out. It's it's truly. Uh, it's reflective of my state. Is, okay. is what it is, and I'm I'm feeling. It. But maybe I'll maybe I'll bounce back. Who knows? I mean, I'm basically trying to say like you guys are just continually doing better and better. It's, Thank you. I wonder if you could. Uh, like, are you ever gonna? teach that or like talk about how to do youtube no just even just anything to do with what you do that's not dating like growing businesses or like are you interested in it i thought about this so like i've grown one business so i don't feel qualified to speak about business in general okay jump cut it already has and i haven't taken the course an excellently marketed course on how to grow a youtube channel no idea what's inside of it but like it's great i can't beat your marketing period and also like i kind of know you guys so i wouldn't want to go up Mm. head to head like that Please do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm interested. Why do you say that? Um, I think that 
I think so. This is like my my view on competition. Competition is a very very good thing. Interesting. I think that um, even and you apply that to yourself as well because everybody can say, "Oh no, competition is great. It lowers the prices. We love that Amazon took over the store." But no, you, you're even applying that to yourself. hundred percent. I want everyone listening to this to come out with a Tinder product, please, <laughs> seriously, because um, the only reason that I've had to like innovate in any way with marketing is because I didn't want to do what everyone else was doing. And so when I see like other people copying what something that I've done, I'm like, that's a huge compliment. Like the Got fact it. that it's even worth copying in the first place is awesome. Um, but also like when someone does it better, I'm like, Oh shit, that's the next level. That's what like the next level looks like. Yeah. yeah. And that idea really intrigues me. And you feel like you can see that, get up to it and then use it kind of to propel mm-hmm. you forward. Yeah. Yeah. Like just when, I've seen, man, I saw one of the best ads I've ever seen in my life, uh, like a month ago, this kid named Julian, he's selling this course on, um, how to be a freelance traveling photographer, right? Very saturated niche. Like a bunch of people are selling this exact same thing, but he was able to make, I'm not going to say his exact numbers, but an insane amount of money from this, from one ad because the ad was so innovative. Like I can I don't know. You guys put videos on your podcast. Yeah, or not, but you throw it. It's I'll show it to you guys afterwards. It's so good. You could, if you want to look it up, um, his, ah, fuck, I forgot his name of his IG. Uh, do you want me to like, we'll look? get it. You can tell him Justin can pop it in. Yeah. On yeah. Little text box. So there it is a little text box, but he has his ad there and it's just so innovative from a marketing perspective because he did it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, once you see it, you'll know what I mean. But like that kind of stuff I love, even if it's like a competitor, because I'm like, Oh, that's what, that's what it looks like to like break through this current plateau. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Well, I am speaking at Traffic and Conversion Summit. We'll throw a link in the description to that as well. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. So nice. I'm speaking there. And that's not so that I can teach YouTube one day. It's so that I can meet people who are better than me at marketing. Because Ben and I are trying to, yeah. uh, you know, if you look at our marketing, you would just cry. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> but you say, um, just you say this and you, you have a seven-figure business. We have excellent, <laughs> and we have excellent content. You know what I mean? Like that is market. That is the marketing. Sure, sure. So your marketing is amazing. Okay. Well, a, a piece of our marketing is an A. A piece okay. of our marketing yeah. is an A. We could do better on everything from like the landing page onward. Yes. Okay. Basically, Posi- but, and positioning the name of the product, all of that could be improved. That none of that is as important, in my opinion, as your unique selling like proposition, like what your USP is. I'm, well, so you know, even our USP isn't clear. Truly, what we have is ten million plus people a month watch our YouTube channel. Yeah. And of that. 400 buy a course or something you know what i mean like less than that even will buy a course so it's, n- per, it's like in, in what time frame what do you mean for uh that month so okay. like so uh the, and and then we have other smaller products but that's like the the big thing and okay. you guys can run the math if you if you truly care um plus some ad revenue but yeah the positioning the usp isn't totally clear because here's our usp be more confident and charismatic in 30 days which mm-hmm. is not as clear as get a date with someone that you're really excited with it, you know, like that's, yeah. that's a, it's something that I can envision. How does it work for me? What do I want? How does confidence work? Well, we're like, well, it's important in work. It's important in dating. Oh, yeah, it's important it. here. So people people <clears throat> think a strength of it is that it can help in every aspect of your life, right? Yeah. Which is cool. But from a marketing, the, from marketing perspective, you would yeah, yeah. be better off if you had three different courses, right? Yeah. One for the guy who wants the promotion or one for the girl who wants to get better at dating, whatever it is, you just yeah. pick. And ours does all that. But in the marketing, it doesn't hammer any one pain point in the same way because it's diversified. Yeah. Okay. So people wind up buying. So you guys know, you know this. I know this. People yeah. wind up buying because they go, you're, and they sell us. Your videos are so good that I just had to see yeah. what you had that you were offering paid. Yeah. As opposed to, 
this spoke to me and you could have run a cold ad to it and okay. it's like we no cold ads man no yeah. even warm ads yeah in any event we can chat marketing later but uh <laughs> dude excellent conversation yeah like, this, was, is awesome. as a, yeah, this is awesome yeah so awesome really good speaker thanks for having me yeah thanks for coming on and uh everything is in the description below thanks guys for watching hope you enjoy this one we'll see you next time bye Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.